This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thank you for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is Cat Bus Russ, and this is where I like to offer my context and trigger warnings. This episode is centered around Sam Elliott, but I'll be up front. We are going to focus the second hour on a movie that definitely doesn't qualify for our rules, but I have found a way to make it fixed thanks to screen drafts and their marathon concept. Look, if they're going to hide it behind the paywall, somebody's got to offer the idea for free. That's where I stand. Maybe someday if I get some windfall of money, I could try becoming a producer on their Patreon, I hope. Goals, but I digress. One of the movies we're going to talk about in the first hour, which is going to be mostly sub-100 minute movies, we don't ever cross the two-hour mark, so give us some props on that, is The Big Bang starring Antonio Banderas. I find the some of the dialogue to be fun, but they really go out of the way to make the villains seem like villains, so some of the language is just really unnecessary. We're talking slurs primarily. And there's also a transphobic twist in the feature. So I'm sorry to talk about that movie during Pride Month. If it is any consolation, I've been skipping out on Chick-fil-A this month. Sorry to not give you a trigger warning about Chick-fil-A jokes. So uh, I digress. I hope you enjoy the show and hopefully I'll get those F-bombs cleared out. Hold on to your butts. Pardon the interruption, searching for those F-bombs in the edit, and I did find myself using the word Fay for a character description, and I should apologize for that, especially since I made a Blue Power Ranger comment after that. So I am definitely sorry for my slip-ups, and I hope we can still be friends. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Thank you for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. If you want to get an idea of what future episodes may entail, follow me on Letterboxd. My username there is CMDarth. That's C as in cool, M as in movies, Darth as in a Sith Lord. Go back to my old wrestling career and it had its moment. So, uh, this week... At Couchman Bakes Returns, one Andrew TD to finally discuss a feature he's wanted to chat about since we did our last Kurt Russell-themed uh, podcast about They Live. And if you listen to that podcast, you know what I'm talking about right now. But to get to there, since it's a two-hour, ten-minute movie, we are taking a concept developed by Screen Drafts, which they intend to keep behind a paywall called the marathon so we're both going to create our own little fictional movie houses and we're going to go from there i'm going to offer a triple feature of sam elliott movies before the main event at midnight he's going to have the same main event at midnight so same feature two hour ten minute kurt russell bill paxton really it's an argument is sam elliott the greatest uh, supporting actor you know he doesn't really get a chance to star too much but I digress about that. So that's the vibe for the episode. I'm probably going to drop that trailer right now, but I don't know. 
the trailer for The Big Bang with Banderas, but I've already talked about all those flaws, and yeah, I don't really feel too good about it, especially in June, so um, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Really, we'd love the feedback on this one to see who's the better, oh, um, I guess got the better mind for management, I suppose, when it comes to cinema. So, you know, hit us, me up on Twitter. It's at CatBusRuss. And give us those five-star reviews, of course, and let's get on to the show. It was a place where a man could start over, where a fortune could be made. They say every town has a story. Tombstone has a legend. Who is he? It's Wider. Better name for himself as a peace officer. I heard of you. I'm retired. You must be Doc Holliday. You retired too? Not me. I'm in my prime. Hollywood Pictures presents. The only real law around here is the Cowboys. The story of Wyatt Earp. The first time in our lives we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family. Now, this is trouble we don't need. If we're going to have a future in this town, it's got to have some law and order. What do you want, Ringo? I want your blood. I want your soul. I want them both right now. They shot your brother. Now the time has come for justice. Guess maybe you better swear me in. And he has to live up to his reputation. You got a fight coming. I'll be there! One last time. None of your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. In a battle. The last charge of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. At the OK Corral. Oh my God. The West would never forget. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Dana Delaney, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Sam Elliott, and Charlton Heston. is coming to Tombstone. Yeah, it looks like we've both had long weekends, different reasons, and I'll at least get to mine. Uh, but uh, this is 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. And of course, this is Cat Bus Russ. And once again, the... Couchman Bakes, Andrew TD is welcomed us with his presence. And, Hello. And this is going to be one of those long about ways to talk about a movie that does not qualify, which we've been hinting at the last few times we've done episodes together. We've been plotting this for probably a year. It's getting up there. I think we did. Uh, I think Big Trouble was like, yeah. July yeah, last year? Yes, yeah, yeah, that was right after I had my heart surgery. So yeah, we've been like late July, early August. Right. So yeah. Um, so 
So we'll have to keep that movie, you know, on the download for the time being. This is going to be a tribute to Sam Elliott, essentially. So I'm going to have the movie that we're going to really want to talk about in my peripheral so I can get some (laughs) idea of the time we've got to rush through these other movies. So I've hinted at what I'm looking to do with this episode. Uh, It's basically I'm ripping off screen drafts. They recently did an episode where, oh, no, we can't get a guest lined up. So we're going to do take an old draft. They did seven movies and then pretend that both hosts were making their own movie uh, movie houses and then making their own quadruple quadruple features and competing against each other. So this is not going to be a quadruple feature for two quadruple features. We're both going to have the same closing movie, which, Mm -hmm. um, but I've got three sub 100 minute movies and you've got two, two hour movies to talk about essentially. So, and Sam Elliott is the theme who, uh, dare I say the greatest supporting actor ever. Greatest supporting actor ever, greatest mustache ever. Don't come at me, Tom Selleck, and oh. greatest and greatest voiceover ever. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I mean that's uh, yeah. I mean Sam Elliott's a, like supporting actor, and you can say mm-hmm. narrator and everything, but this is the one guy you because Morgan Freeman's had his chances to shine, sure. As as you know, as has Bill Paxton. Yeah, he had to direct frailty to pretty much be his movie but you could say you know those are got names you could sell on um geez that makes me kind of think like bill pullman is probably the more sellable bill at least you know back at the time but i would say if we're going to the 90s yeah i'd say that yeah yeah so i almost wanted to make this bill paxton versus sam elliott but that's there's too many big there's too many good bill paxton movies that yeah. definitely qualify for the podcast and that and that oof that would probably that would be without a doubt your most decisive episode ever like that that would be the one that would drum up internet controversy well i mean well you know this is gonna envire require this episode to work the way it is and the only reason i'm stealing the marathon idea from screen drafts is because they were basically hey we might do this on the patreon it's like no somebody's got to do this for free (laughs) i you know i didn't go to film school i was considered a film expert by a bunch of uh professors at well uh at my at juco and i i just got told i watched too many movies yeah oh well that's that's just it but i mean when you got the good ones, like the main event, the midnight picture, mm-hmm. and I, I say that's the mid, we no restriction on the midnight show. People, you're closing afterwards. I mean, people are here. You know, they'd love to stay stay up all night. So, right. Um, so, almost thinking like, oh no, we're not going to do it. I've done enough B fest. No, you do need to <laughs> choose movies <laughs> to not to fall to sleep through. Right. So, all right. So I think we've got that laid down. So what I have is uh, took a while to come up with a name for my movie house. I was thinking, you know, oh, train spotting, sick boy cinema, which okay, honestly could work. You know, uh, 
several variations on my uh the show the uh person i dedicate every episode to stacia Hardin. but uh and then i was thinking little star wars we'll go with moss skimble after my cat <laughs> um or my primary or the late skimble shanks i should say or the royal evangelion or uh royal evangelion evangeline i just call her ava <laughs> so, there you go uh and then i then i saw watching uh the main event um the name of the theater and that thought oh nobody's capitalized yeah. on that uh so so i've gone with uh my english culture and making it the six ravens movie six raven movie house which uh good luck in england at the tower is like for the royal family is basically you have to have six ravens at the tower at all times oh, okay superstition so there's backup ravens <laughs> But yeah, there's six roaming the roaming the property. Uh, could you could you imagine being one of the spare ravens though? The oh, backup geez. ravens. Yeah, no, just, like... just just waiting for Fred to fly off, and then it's my time to shine. Right. Yeah, be the cock of the walk and such. <laughs> but with, with by calling it the Six Raven uh, Movie House, I could also just call it the Murder Movie House. So. There we go. Uh, you got a name for your theater? Yeah, I, I thought long and hard on it. Um, like the jerk in me wanted to be like, well, let's just call it Ford's Theater. You know, that's got some historical relevance. Oh. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it, what? It's an automobile thing. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but no, I, I finally came upon um, Sasquatch uh, Cinema House. Oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. Squat- I- Squatchy pictures. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Squatchy yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's funny. I love being creative, but when I actually have to commit to something, it's like, um, let's see, let's overthink it and come with the yep. simplest solution. Oh yeah, it always ends up that way. So let me. All right, enough preamble. Let's get that movie playing. Okay. No, I had to slam in the main event just before. And, oh, gosh. Sure. So it's going to be a rush through the notes. So since I got the extra movie, you get to pick the first amenity. And I will say you okay. have plumbing and you have electricity. And right. You have a 4K projector, not a 35 millimeter. So we're not artsy yet. My 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 only question is that does that include a sound setup? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't. All right. Okay. Um, my first amenity is I would, um, in addition to a snack bar, I'd also have like some, the ability to like have a burger as opposed to just like nachos and popcorn. Right. Oh, no. like, I'd, okay. I'd be grilling. I'd be grilling stuff too. All right. So yeah, I'll give you the grill. Um, as for me, I'm going with the bar. So that pretty <laughs> much says uh, we do not have seats. So uh, um, okay. It's funny. Uh, your first amenity pairs up well with my second one is the fact that we do not only enforce, but we encourage a BYOB um, policy. Oh, shoot. I should just count. Uh, I'll scratch that. I'll go with the popcorn. You need popcorn, but yes, definitely a BYOB. Pay a couple extra bucks to get your cooler in. You know? Right. Drive responsibly. All right. So 
that leaves me then since i have the extra movie to get through my pick and so i took the time to watch the good dinosaur by pixar so yes well let the kids have something um and it's uh so as i said i'm just gonna rush through so it kind of makes me wish that uh pixar did not have like two bangers right away story-wise yeah um the good dinosaur it it does have a soft spot in my heart because um it was one of the first movies that made me cry as an adult and Mm. i was sober (laughs) but yeah my wife to this day still makes fun of me for she you know about if i'm if i win at an argument in the rare occasions that i actually do that in a marriage um she goes she'll just like cap it off with you cried watching good dinosaur and walk away there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, and that's why I try to keep explaining to her. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's definitely not a story on the level of you know, if you really want to cry up, but everybody sure. cries during up, right? Like, like up, up is the cool, acceptable movie to cry at, which yeah. is a phrase I never thought I'd say. Well, I mean, you get that in Toy Story three at least. I have not seen Toy Story oh. four, but you know, um, when everybody grabs their hands. Yeah, four, get your Kleenex. Um, but the the moment they're looking at each other, like the pleasure to serve with you is they're going to get incinerated. It's like Yes. And can can we can we also um appreciate the fact that uh I don't know who had the brilliant idea to make Sam Elliott a T Rex cowboy in this movie. Oh shoot, I didn't even think about I like uh, I remember oh Sorry, for a second there, I thought you said he was in uh, four, and it's like, no, he's not in four. Oh, the T Rex cowboy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, uh, good dinosaur. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that would... like who, who, like you. I hope you got a bonus, sir or madam. Like if you came up with that, like I hope they get. I hope you got a check cut. That was brilliant. Oh yeah, uh, and then you get a little Dalton. Uh, I mean, sorry, Wade Garrett vibe to him yes. as he's yeah. You know, it's I mean, it's the equivalent to the telling Dalton it's all right yeah. to rip out a guy's throat. Yeah, like what, yeah, he's, dude? He, he point he pointed a gun at you. You have two choices: die, kill the mother effort. Yes, direct quote, paraphrase. Yes, yes. I think it was you ripped that. <laughs> I think he did say he ripped that f word. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's uh it's just very interesting because it is a western. I mean, yes. in the end, it's about agri- you know people just trying to make their life agriculture wise. Yeah, I mean, you 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 nailed it on the head. You had what you would have in any Western main, like the forties or fifties. You had the homesteaders. Mm. Oh, oh no, Paw pa died. You know how are we going to make everything work? And you know I'm going to go do this, and it all goes wrong. And oh yeah, well, it's kind of like with the paw dying. It's kind of like. So Disney's got a hard on for uh, killing black parents. They got a Disney is very homicidal. Mustafa and uh, black parents, um, mothers in general. Well, yes, yeah. Um, and anything that's um, an animal, apparently. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm surprised the straight up murders are Arlo goes on to save the dog, save a spot in the end. Yeah. Like um yeah i mean treat it's kind of like what has happened to steve's on like i like that was a one of his strongest roles like 
Yeah. And I don't, the sad part is I don't even know if Steve Zahn knows he recorded those lines. I think they just like put a microphone in his bathroom one morning and they got gold. <laughs> well, he was good. He was good in um, out of sight. So, I mean, we know he's got the chops. Oh, he, he, he's a wonderful actor. He's just, I don't know if he knows what's going on. <laughs> like he, he definitely seems like the kind of guy that just like, Sometimes the light's on, but, you know, I have left the building. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So with that, uh, so let's see. Um, but talking about lights on, nobody home. Was this the first time we've ever had a drug trip in a Disney movie? When they eat the rotten fruit and they pretty much. Yeah, I, I think. like I, Not the, like. You know, the Black Cauldron was an, a nasty trip of a Disney movie. Okay, but yes. This is the first, but this is the first intended acid trip in a Disney movie. Right, right. So, let's see, lots of dinosaur concussions. I, uh, Arlo would, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he would have like CTE or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, oh, that, no, we don't need a Benoit sequel to The Good Dinosaur. I mean, I defend him. This I mean, is how the dinosaurs went extinct. You know, I, I will just say, like, it's an occasion of being a Western may have kind of slowed the narrative down because I thought Spot and Arlo's adventure was good enough. They didn't really need, you know, in yeah. a uh, you know homeward bound type of sense. Like you, like you said, I think with them having a succession of just straight bangers right before this, yeah. And this, this one, I think they may have gotten too ambitious. So mm-hmm. over ambi- over ambition plus Disney Hangover equals good dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that was my six o'clock show, which uh, everybody gets to go to your theater a little later. So if anything, they can get yeah, a vibe. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so. Your show would be 720. What's your 720? My 720, we go from the wholesomeness of the Western good dinosaur to the what the heckness of the closest thing that Marvel has ever done to a Western oh. ghost writer. Okay, so this is something I went, to, uh, I was late to a diaper party yesterday because, like, I better get myself a copy. I got a <laughs> two pack for 333. Of Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and yeah. I'll just put it this way: after the after the forty minute mark, my expletives would be too high to describe this movie <laughs> slash insult to Legion, which like, uh, like leaves me just letting you talk about it. Oh, um, like the only saving grace in this movie to me was literally Sam Elliott's character, which was basically the. Like Wade Garrett dies, Wade Garrett becomes this guy. Well, you see, I thought, are we sure this is not a sequel to the Big Lebowski? As you say about yeah. narration, I've heard I've heard that before. Oh, okay, I've heard that comparison before. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the narration, the caretaker, you know, spoiler alert: the not really big uh, surprise at the end when you realize, oh, he's. The other guy, okay, yeah, not not a big shocker. Well, yeah, it's established right at the beginning, you know. Oh, there's a cowboy ghost yeah. rider. Um, but like, uh, 
it kind of makes me for like I picked up a copy when it was cheap on uh, iTunes of the Jesus Rolls. So I guess I gotta watch okay. that. Uh, I gotta watch that uh, soon to see which is the better Big Lebowski sequel. And what ticked me off so much about Ghost Rider is it's a great character. It, the story was there, and I thought Nicolas oh. Cage was actually batshit enough to pull it off. I and I I think everything uh, was working that way. Uh, once you get the first transformation, yeah, I don't know any other actor who could, you know, pull off that crazy computer transformation. But after that yeah. transformation thing, that's it. Yeah, everybody's voice is distorted. The, the, the voice sense. is distorted. Very not great. The he's too like you don't even believe it's Nicolas Cage under the, right. the it, flaming throne because it's too stiff. It's too yeah. Locked. Oh yeah, Jurassic. I I'm going to keep going after Jurassic Park. They ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we have CGI giant dinosaurs now, so we can do anything. It's like, great. no, not great. It's they betrayed Ian Malcolm. You were so busy <laughs> determining if you could do it, you didn't take the time to stop and ask if you should. Yeah, the, but like you said, the, the Legion character, the Blackheart character, all it like it was all wrong. Every, yeah, like, I mean, b- bless everyone in the movie; they acted their butts off. Like, oh like, yeah, oh. Uh, Ava Mendes is always fun when she's yes. hottest thing on screen, and she's playing insecure. And then, of course, you know Donald Lowe and um, yeah. Nicholas. Not Cage. enough of him. They should be more movies together. Quite honestly. Oh yeah. But, I mean, I never, I never thought I said this, but let Donald be the straight guy to Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. I, I, th- I think if we ever did a sequel to that Nicholas Cage movie where he played himself, that would be the oh. one. Oh yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. Yes. yes. I don't know. It was kind of like ah, Neil Patrick Harris was great as the agent, though, which was the essential street man. Yeah, that's true. And Nicholas Cage is great as he's dealing with Nick Mother Cage <laughs> personality. I, um, I'm surprised he hasn't legally changed his name to that yet. I mean, he's got I mean, he bills to pay. It. That Coppola to Cage, but still, I mean, do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this was one of the most disappointing comic book movies I've seen, and I saw midnight the midnight debut of Jonah Hex. <laughs> um, I've still never seen Jonah Hex, but I still don't think it would um, take over my most disappointing comic book movie, and I defended it for so long. Green Lantern. Oh, I, I haven't that seen Green Lantern I so. for years. Years I defended that. Well, I mean, Reynolds has a way to rewrite history, thankfully. Oh, that yeah, those jokes were my favorite ones in Deadpool. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I wanted to like that movie way more than I did. Like I said, the best parts were pretty much anything with Sam Elliott, and even that is almost a backhanded compliment because I don't think it was his best work. No. It was just him. It was like, hey, Sam, um, go play you in a cameo. Yeah. Eh, better than Peter Fonda in it. Like, yeah, I felt bad. Peter for him. Fonda should have just been Lance Henriksen. Well, it, yeah, exactly. Because Peter, you know, I, I know he wasn't doing well health wise at the time. It, you know, it, like, it, it's like, hey, let's bring him out there because he has a tie to motorcycles because of Easy Rider. 
Yeah, I didn't think about that. I was just yeah. He 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 was he was basically there as a you know as a glorified inside joke cameo motorcycle classic legend thing. But that's that's the worst thing was the motorcycle stunts right at the beginning. They're cut horribly. Yeah, like, like you're, I mean, no not just the, on the planet is going to jump that many helicopters. Oh no, no, I I didn't mind that. I thought that was especially the Donald Lowe, Nicholas Cage conversation well, going yes, into it. Well, the yes, the banter saved it, but uh, yeah, but no, I'm I'm talking about back at the circus. Mm. Those are just so wretchedly cut. Yeah, and then never mind when Barton Blaze dies. Is like. Yeah. Oh, he's slot. He's sliding off the ramp, so he's going to go into the. No, no, he's on the other ramp now. Like, I mean, no continuity. Yeah, the, the editing was bad. Like, even even editing some of the CG shots, which should be pretty clean, was yeah. very clunky. Oh, oh, I didn't even want to think, that, talk that, about that. That, that, that. That scene where he's sliding down like the side of a building on the motorcycle is just like cool concept, kind of yeah. clunky. Good, good PlayStation Three stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh, the worst effects are definitely the uh, elementals. Oh, dude! Like, did someone make that on their iPhone? Uh, well, I think Early, iPhones had just iPhone, came out. Not, not, I would say, yeah, the first iPhone. Yeah, not the new iPhones because you could make that movie on that. Hmm. and probably be better right but it's kind of like oh sony dropped the ball though if they would own because it was the same yeah. year as spider-man 3 you attach yeah which you would which you attach, uh, that was the, i mean you threw yeah. everything else at the movie why not throw ghost rider in in a post-credit sequence just so you could keep the ip yeah exactly and it, it would yeah like like you said that was not a great year for sony i i actually took the day off to go see that movie uh spider-man 3 i took the mm. day off it was close to my birthday i was like i'm just gonna have a nice time watch spider-man and i left the theater going i feel dirty and abused and i need a shower yep i mean and, and not the good sam raimi way like no not, ev- not evil dead way yeah yeah it, it's it's just like yeah like that i don't know if like they were on a time crunch like they thought they had like three years to make a movie and all of a sudden like hey it's due on tuesday yeah um, I, I don't know what happened hmm but okay so uh we're at so your next show is going to be at nine forty. so i got my eight o'clock okay and uh this is where we kick the kids out. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be the Big Bang. Okay. Uh, sorry, Antonio Banderas as a. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this one? Long time ago. Okay, yeah. Private investigator hired by Kurgan of the Audit- Oddities to track down his prison pen pal, who's and. We get a diamond conspiracy that a team of cops, Delroy Lindell, Thomas Kretschmann, and William Feichner are beating the hell out of and blinding. Uh, well, no, I think it was uh, the Kurgan who blinded uh, Antonio yeah. Banderas during the interrogation. 
Uh, and Sam Elliott is basically cowboy mix between Richard Branson and Steve Jobs, trying to fu- trying to c- c- make his hedron collider work to find the god god particle. And that that is the best way I've ever heard that described. Yeah, um, but it's so yeah, if, yeah. If you t- if you took his character again, we're referencing Big Lebowski, and combined it with those two, I would say yeah. So, I just figure uh, it's we got to do something batshit crazy, pro- pretty much yes. to compete p- compete with Ghost Rider. Yes, uh, I think it's uh, a little more enjoyable. I mean, the CG is awful again, and this it, it's the mm-hmm. worst CG in the sense that it's basically done like I don't know how to direct or manage lighting, so I will just make cool computer effects to cover my. Yeah, I mean, they're like, oh well. We need a lot more sizzle than steak here because the steak ain't good. Um, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I would say I love the dialogue, the conversations. It's like Tarantino, except this. There's no grounding to this feature. Okay. Um, I, mean, yeah. I I didn't I didn't I didn't care for it. I, I, that's okay. the best praise I can give that movie. I just, it oh me. Oh no! This is this is. Um, me enjoying something batshit for the sake of being batshit. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, everyone has has those batshit movies that they love. You know, you're right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I appreciate any movie with a well written sex scene. Like yeah, yeah, I give you that. I, I mean, so much, so much of the time, and I've written a blog about it. Like, uh, sex scenes are just done to fill out two minutes of pages in a script. And. And often to be known as the movie that showed fill in the blank actresses um, yabos. Oh yeah, I got my. I bought my when uh, Second Cinema was going out of business. I bought my VHS tape for two dollars of uh, Malicious with Molly Ringwald. <laughs> See, for me, I, that's a good one. That, that's a good one. But like, no. Do you remember how many copies of the movie Swordfish? Sword? Oh, move just Only because of. Be- just because of, it was the movie that Halle Berry was finally going to show Halle Berry. Yeah, which <laughs> and we all guys, wanted to see it. Yeah, but I I mean I hated Swordfish. I thought it was I, not it a was, good movie. It, it was, was one of those where I think on the ride home with my friends everybody was raving about how crazy it was and it's like no, it doesn't it does not work. Uh and and it pretty much established, you know, it's cool to have Vinnie Jones in a movie but let's not give him anything. For for me, I think I think that was once we started to realize that the John Travolta wagon had become completely unhitched. Oh yeah, we, yeah. I mean, more. I mean, he, right before, right around this time, there's also when he did what Battlefield. The Earth. year before was Battlefield. Yeah, Earth. yeah. So, and, I mean, yeah. He, he was he, he was like basically saying, "Hey, I'm nuts." Yeah, but that's how. Uh, Zenu is that their god? I, I, something like that. Yeah, that's how he designed it. So, um, but uh, I mean, it's good, and I do. I mean, as I say, the dialogue is a lot of fun. Uh, I love Scoop. Uh, sorry, Snoop Dogg as a porn director. Again, does he realize he was in that movie? <sighs> that was really natural from Snoop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's another batshit crazy one from a few years ago directed it, it ha- james franco had a directing credit on it 
called Future World. I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, it's definitely worth a watch. I mean, it. I. I mean, it's. I have not rewatched it. I have it on my Vudu. Like, like those are the <laughs> the weird ones. Vudu sends the emails and like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Now that and Dicks Dickstown what actually is an underappreciated one uh, about uh, James Wood managing Louis Gossett Jr. to hustle a town out of uh, a town out of all its money by fighting ten boxers in one day, one day, and winning. And that's, yeah, I, I I think if we're going with batshit crazy movies though, and I can't believe I'm actually it, it is probably the first publicity this movie's gotten in years. Uh, pawn shop chronicles oh yeah i've heard of it I've... um that... i i love the sounds it sounds like a tape head. heads vibe yes i love the fact that they advertise the hell out of the fact that um norman Reedus is in it hmm. he's, he's in the movie for less than one minute and you don't even see his face oh, this had to have been fresh after is this be, is this <laughs> after this this is Paul Walker was in it and he was one of the producers. So this was about a year and a half before his um, tragic accident. Okay, so but in the midst of Walking Dead phenomenon, yeah, yeah, like Walking Dead had happened. Um, you know, both Boondock Saints movies had happened. Like you knew the name Norman Reedus. Yeah, Blade Two. Um, yeah, yeah, Pawn Shop. We we could do a whole episode on that one. Oh, Paul Norman Reedus' second build. Yeah, and again, uh, less than a minute. Yeah, uh, twenty thirteen, one hundred and fifty two minutes. So, but oh gosh, that that uh, uh, an anthology of stories. In oh, I, I I mean the IMDb has sold me on it. When one of the when one of the biggest villains of the movie. Is Elijah, oh, Elijah Wood. Woods in it as well? Yeah, yeah. Elijah Woods in it. Uh, Brendan Fraser's in it. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot, lots of people are in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Dish. And I Matt found Dill- it. In, I found it in the two fifty, the two dollar fifty cent bin at a truck stop. Well, I mean, that's how I got all like six, uh, six, uh, well, I'd say at least four good WWE films was finding one at a truck stop. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm a fan of Countdown with Dol- Dolph Ziggler. Ah, uh, uh, Rusev with a gun. Yes. Uh, 12 <laughs> rounds. Th- yeah. Tr- 12 rounds three was fun. Die Hard with John Moxley. I, I haven't seen that one. I, I, I saw 12 Rounds 2 with Orton. I haven't seen two. So um I've seen I saw the original and Yeah. That that was just before we like I think it just it takes Hollywood a while to realize that you with professional wrestlers, you they are what you get. Like you see them on yeah. TV, you have to write for that character. Like I mean uh, we, we... Like there's really not that many good rock performances, sadly. Well, it's funny. Like I was like John uh, Cena. I think's well, been get after they figured out John Cena. I think he's been getting better movies than The Rock has. Well, here's the thing: John Cena wants to be an actor. Okay. And the Rock wants to be an action guy. The best uh, wrestler turned actor, Batista. 
Oh yes, I, yeah. Because he can, because he's actually an actor. He can it, act his butt off. Have you seen Wrong Side of Town with Rob Van Dam? Love that movie. It's I did so too. Bad. But yeah, so bad. and Batista is awful in it. Yes, like RVD. Well, it's kind of like what you expect RVD to be. There is so. they are again. They, they, I think they just they handed him a couple uh, J's and said, "Here, smoke these and go do you, boo boo." Yeah, right. Just remember, you're a Navy SEAL. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see. Anything else I have to say about the uh, Big Bang? Uh, I mean, it's one of those like. I, I think I was thinking about it when I was uh, just driving home um, today and it was like, um, I think I was listening to uh, churches. The mother we share came up on my playlist. Okay. And okay. You know, the, and when it all up a bit and it's like, yeah, no, it's kind of, and then uh, somehow I thought about, uh, you know, I guess people, uh, something conversation about, you know, people, appreciating um awful lyrics they're not supposed they don't even really know about like um right. you know kid girls singing backstreet boys lyrics you know yeah am i sexual <laughs> like i hope not uh uh and it was uh it, but i thought about uh blazing saddles which is like the first movie yeah. people say oh you can't remake and it's like yes you can because it, it's like you could but boy it'd be a hard sell okay not questioning the selling aspect but it's like i hear people have problems watching it now like go, discovering it now and like all the language and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah but the point is everybody knows what is being said is mm-hmm. absolutely wrong and how you're using it yes that is the joke well, he, he, Richard Pryor is the co-writer of that movie, and it, he's go, it, there's many documented uh, accounts of him telling Mel Brooks, "Oh no, put that one word in there a lot." And y'all yeah. know what the word I'm talking about is. Oh, yeah. I don't even dare say or think of. Oh well, and when we get to the main event, I, I was thinking about the main event of this thing, mm-hmm. sure. and um, you know how it looks like the bad guys are in better better standing with the um chinese yes and it's like well no, you have that, I, think they, I think they were financial backers of those particular uh chinese yeah oh no we can go into the conspiracies and and talk about the right wing messaging enough probably <laughs> uh, um but it's like there's this i thought about the scene you know where all they want you know they're willing to move the town to yeah. the second town and help you out all they want is a little piece of land for their own. All right. We'll take we'll take the help of the N-words and the C-words. Yeah. But not the Irish. Yeah. No, that, no, that, that's that, not going to work. Oh, screw it. Everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, it's supposed that's... to it's supposed to offend you. Or it's supposed to catch you off guard, not necessarily offend, because you should be smart enough to know that this is not, and that's what you get a lot with the dialogue uh, they try to get away with in um, the Big Bang. Yeah. Um, and then you have the entire realization, which I don't think exactly, I don't think it was too transphobic, but eh, a little bit. But um, it, 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 it didn't understand. It, it was too yeah. healthy of a sprinkling of that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't understand 
how to handle that but i don't think anything did um like i stand by chasing amy if you think of it solely about a movie about people trying to find love sure but yeah no don't 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 take any of the politics into that movie no yeah so um and i guess my last thing is well besides like i could come up with a triple feature for autumn reeser like she had a b movie storm the lost boys the tribe isn't any good but she's fun as one of the uh uh i, I don't know the have you seen smoke and aces too i know Oh. I'm still trying to figure out what happened in Smoking Aces 1. Okay, yeah, that no. Was, that was, it's, that was all right, Smoking Aces 2 makes more sense. Uh, I think oh, it's only written. Yeah. Uh, Vinnie Jones again. Uh, Michael Parks. Okay. Um, but uh, the Trench family, if you remember those guys from Smoking Aces. Yeah. Just yes, the, yes. yeah. She plays a girl, a sister in the wow. family. Yeah, and uh, she takes her top off and is in a good sex scene in this movie. So, like, eh, I might give the tribe another go to see if I could do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, okay, so not a good movie for Pride Month, so we're going to have to push this quadruple feature back to July. I ever ever say, yeah, you, you, you do that in, like, uh, you know, end of the season, like, September, October. Right. So... All right, so your 920 movie would have started. Uh, so I know what it is, obviously. Yeah. And honestly, like I'm going experimental and high art, and you're just, you got two classics back to back. There's no argument. You know, I mean, the thing is, you can't do any kind of marathon movie of sam elliott or any of the other people involved in this movie without including the cinematic classic that is roadhouse mm. often referred often referenced on family guy in an almost unhealthy manner <laughs> be nice i mean it, it's got the it's got the, all the great lessons it, it's 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 yeah it's got life lessons it's super quotable yes um it, yeah, it's 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 the perfect blend of late '80s cheese in an oh, action it's... movie. Super dramatic. The fight scenes are good, if not almost overdone, but in mm-hmm. a good way. Boobs. It's got like it, oh yeah, yeah. Facts, yeah. You know, fat, fat guys in caterpillar hats, monster trucks, <sighs> boobs, taxidermy animals, a blind guitar player. Like it has everything, folks. Uh, who who'd go and see a blind guitar? Uh... I didn't. I've never seen a good uh, blind guitar player before. Yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger, <laughs> right? And, 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 and me and my buddies use that line all the time. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, no, it's like I. I think um, so. I I went to a diaper party yesterday, and it's like, oh, that would have been a great time to ask. So, what movies are you going to show your kid? Because I bought, I bought both. Um, my nephew uh, and my pseudo nephew from uh, my best friend's kid, Flash Gordon, first Christmas. Because that's nice. what I was raised. That was what I was raised on. Like my mom could care less about Star Wars, but she loves her Timothy Dalton and Brian Blessed. So it was watching, and that's pretty much why I'm a Queen guy. <laughs> like, sure. First song, See, first song I really know is Flash. Ah, 
My, see, my father took a, a slightly different approach when it came to movies uh, with the kids. Um, he watched whatever the heck he wanted, and if it wasn't appropriate, my mom would figure out real fast and tell us to go upstairs. One of my earliest memories is the day my dad bought a VCR, and the first movie he put into it was Barbarella. And if you've ever seen just the first 10 minutes of Barbarella, you should know I should not have been in that room. I was six. Yeah, but the thing is, I think that might be a PG. Uh, thank God for the late 60s. Well, like, yes, the sad part was it was it was considered a PG movie because yeah, PG thirteen didn't come around to like almost twenty years later. Yeah, well, and that was more about the scares, you know. I think you mm-hmm. you still have scares and scares and, vi- scares and violence. Yeah, and now I think it's we've gone the opposite route. Um, like go back to South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, and yeah. just remember what the MPAA says: it's all right to show. <laughs> So gratuitous graphic yes. violence. Yeah. As long as you don't say any naughty words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that was it. That was it. But yeah, um God, I'm sorry, it's been a long time since I thought about Barbarella. All right, yeah. I'm getting sidetracked. But yeah, like like I said, every character in that movie, I think, was a great archetype for something. Yeah. Whether it be like the you know the Dalton character, you know, philosopher, one man's quest. You know, he was just literally a guy who would a nomad. He'd go around doing what he did. His skill set was, which was beating people up. Yeah, and he 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 was a nomad, just keep going in search of the next great quest. And you know, you had the teacher role with Sam Elliott. You know, yeah. the older guy that was this guy who sometimes still hasn't grown up. Uh, <sighs> Which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the, not about him, uh, but sure. in the main event, yes, yes. And then you know you had even the villains. Some of them being over top and cheesy, like um, the uh, Zara. I mean, yeah, yeah, just... and then, yeah. yeah t- Terry Funk. I think they just grabbed him for whatever bingo hall he was working in that weekend and said, "Go." Yeah, uh, I think he probably just got back from Japan, honestly, because yeah, he, he was yeah, he was I fighting flair. Yeah. He was fight fighting flair by the end of the year. Um, yeah, I was saying, yeah, that, that's about right. Oh, John Doe from X. Yes. yes. I mean, and, and you got. And, and, even, and even for finding something, somebody, I cannot remember the actor's name and I apologize, but um, the guy that played the character Tinker, or as I call it, if Humpty Dumpty was a human. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you I, who may not have seen Roadhouse first, what's wrong with you? Tinker. <laughs> He he was shaped like an oval from head yes. to toe, very large man. And for some reason, they put him in tight white shirts and uh, suspenders. The whole yeah, movie. Uh oh, I just and I mean, he's pretty much what makes that Ben Gazzara scene the first time we yes. really get to see him. Oh, yes. I, I so I need apologies. I'm sorry. Yeah, takes off uh, the hat. Yeah, bows yeah. like almost bends a knee to the king, ready to the ring yeah. like, i'm sorry boss and then and like sincere, oh, I, sincere. oh yeah I, i'm sorry boss i i believe you tinker but i don't believe you I mean, yeah the, yeah the other guy is it the deck him in the face knee him in the nuts yeah you know what your problem is you're a you're bleeder. A bleeder. <laughs> like again 
I don't know why they didn't approach this topic in that movie. You can't tell me that the character of uh, Brad Wesley, played by Ben Garza, you can't tell me he didn't have a big pile of white stuff like five oh, feet behind him. Yeah, I don't know why they. This is the late they 80s. Like, why didn't you just put, yeah, why didn't you just like say, like, oh, yeah, when you don't see him, his face is just covered in white powder? Right. This is like, this is, yeah, a guy who wants to be Scarface, essentially. Yeah. But but in Jasper, Missouri, not yes. Miami, Florida. No, no, he no, wants to be the like, Tony Montana of rural Missouri. Yes, because, hey, Jason Penny's coming there because of him. Because of him. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's a oh dialogue, especially from his top goon. You know. Yes, I. Jimmy. F guys, yeah, yes. F guys like you in prison. Well, and apparently, like. That actor and Patrick Swayze really didn't get along because they had different philosophies on how they should do fight scenes. So it made that fight scene a little better oh. because there was there was respect, but there was animosity. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to my theory that any movie with a throat rip is a good movie. I agree. Not a lot of uh, throat ripping in uh, cinema these days. Yeah. I mean, you had uh last one I could really recall was uh, the Rambo reboot, not reboot, but I yeah, mean, you know, wall reboot, whatever you want to call it. Right, the reintroduction of Rambo. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't count creature features like you know you might see somebody with a throat room like a Jurassic Park movie or something. Like yeah, that. I don't count creature features. Oh no, that's I'm... just kind of like standard. Oh no, I'm a I'm a big uh, Italian horror fan, and German shepherds just go nuts in those movies. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was with the Italian horror community and saying, "Hey, hey, we're going to take German shepherds, and this is going to be their stick." Yeah, and it's usually a blind person, like they're seeing eye dogs. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I love corgis. They can't reach nothing. <laughs> They, they don't bark as much them. as chihuahuas. They're, yeah. Well, I know, I know a couple that oh. might break that stereotype. Yeah, but they're so they're so plump and down to the ground that's just well, like yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like hey, we're gonna take a cute fluffy loaf of bread and make it cuter by making it sentient and yes, short legs. Yeah, I mean, I don't support breeding in general, but no, no. adopt don't shop. But yeah, yeah, as it is like, but at the same time, like. Whoever decided to like, hey, we're gonna take a wolf and turn it into a corgi, I'll give you a pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get an attaboy. You get an attaboy. Yes. So <laughs> all right. So I think we're so we're at the uh so obviously didn't watch rewatch um Roadhouse for this because it's bloody roadhouse. Right. I, yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's, at any given time, I could go turn on my TV right now. And I can probably find it in the next 24 hours on either AMC or CMT or yeah. even on stars. Oh yeah. No. And this is, and our main event is pretty much one of the best cable movies next to oh, yeah. the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. The, the main event, I find it on Paramount uh, network during the week a lot, or a, again, AMC on a AMC. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be the main event. So uh, so I'm gonna slow things down and get intelligent, and with uh, thank you for smoking. Okay. Uh, Sam Elliott's really just got a bit character, but he's playing again the cowboy. I mean, he's a 
I mean, this is uh, basically it was a movie. I think that it didn't get a wide release just because I think it, it leaned a little too. It played everything so well, like you get a it, lot it, of. It, it, yeah, it had a, it had a, did have a weird release because I think it, again it came out in a weird time because this was what two thousand four two thousand five. I was gonna say two thousand four two thousand five, kind of like you, you didn't. We didn't really want to do a whole lot with controversy. Right. We already had like we already had like an actual biopic of um, Super Size. We come out and basically ruined. Um, yeah. going to McDonald's for fat people for the next 20 years. Yeah, there's, I still I, miss I, my, I'm still, still upset miss about that. It, yeah, I, I, I did not days where I could walk into McDonald's and get a supersized, not even the fries. I miss those big cups for oh, the drinks. Yeah, there's just times then, I want my entire two-day calorie intake in one sitting. I, I'm not practicing. I'm not going to do it every day. No. Yeah. No. Plus, you know, I miss just being able to walk into a Wendy's and say the phrase Biggie Fries. Oh, yeah. I just love Biggie Fries. Yeah. So so we just got to get ourselves a movie house because um, yeah. we're lacking one in this area. You got to Virginia, um, but that's a little too high flutant. My 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 favorite place to go see a movie around here actually is the drive-in uh, theater in, in Gibson City. Gibson City, yeah. Yeah, which is a little bit of a haul, but right, not, not horrible. I mean, spoken like a true Midwestern. You, oh, you got to drive only about an hour. It ain't that bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's. I don't know because you, you get that vibe. It's like, well, if you're in LA, you got to drive that long. I mean, you're traveling mm-hmm. very little space, but the thing that, right. I guess people right, just so yeah. You you got to drive forty five minutes to make it six miles. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chicago's kind. Uh, Chicago's kind of like that, but I once you yeah. learn it, it's all right. Um, That's why I live down here. <laughs> I, it's um, would have been like would have been a wiser move for me to just make that one, just because of my wrestling um, crew sure. is all up there. But um, but yeah, thank you for smoking. I mean, it's it's like this is a liberal. It's a liberal. It's a liberal flick. But it's kind oh, of definitely. like, but it's a satire of the right, and it's done so, so well. It's done so well that some of the red hat wearing crowd actually think thinks that it's, it actually is pro them. Yeah. No. Same thing with they live. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're sheep. You're the ones who are sleeping. Uh, there's a bit I saw on my Facebook feed today. Uh, Daniel Sloss promoting his new. Um, special that's on danielsloss.com okay where he goes in the bits about uh you know i'm no i'm he's scottish i'm very left and uh but you know i just you the guys on the right just have it so easy like you go you know you go to the right and they say well are you pro life yes are you pro gun yes do you hate the lgbtq community Eh, not really Oh, come on. Just come on over. We'll teach you. <laughs> While the left, been, oh, you have you have to be all the way left. Yes. You have to be all the way on the left. Like, are you pro-choice? Yes. Are you anti-gun? Yes. Are you pro- uh, an ally to the LGBTQ community? Yes. 
are you vegan? No. Well, get the fuck over there with the other people. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I zoned out a little bit when you were describing the right because you sounded like most of my family reunions. Oh, uh. yeah. But yeah, basically, the right will teach you how to hate and the left just yes. hates you if you're not if you're not if, yeah, all the you're way not down. completely assimil- uh, completely assimilated before you even get there. Right. So um but it's, I mean the it's like I mean you just knew Ivan Wright uh sorry. Ah oh, shoot, I forgot Wrightman's kid's name. Oh, um uh, yeah. Jason Jason. Yeah. And I liked Afterlife, so I did too. I, I I will. I make no apologies for it. Yeah, like, I thought it was a well. I'm not. I'm not saying you're like, oh yeah, it's good. And you're an apologist. No, it was a good movie. I no, they I, they they figured out how to recast the Ghostbusters essentially, yeah, make it they, work. They, 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 they and they 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 made it feel like it was just a natural progression of where we left off in 89. Right. And if anything, it's like, this is like stranger things take on it. It's not yeah. all the adult humor that we kind I mean, of lost well, in I mean, Ghostbusters. I mean, ha- having a kid from stranger things in the show, I mean, didn't hurt that uh, buzz at all. But what I'm saying is it was like, okay, this is telling it. That's telling the Saturday night live guys movie. Yes. From that standpoint, like yeah, from, it's the same. From the cast of Stranger Things, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same movie. The jokes are definitely a little more family friendly, but <laughs> they, 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 they did turn down some of that because I mean, well, like you said, when the original one came out, yeah, when the original yeah. one came out, it was the Second City Saturday Night Live guys performing for Second City Saturday Night Live fans. Yeah, and this is and, this is know, a little more round, well rounded, and that's exactly. the flaw of the second one. Is that they abandon? You know, they don't really go for those jokes again. You're right. The second one, and it's a it's a restructure of the first one. Sure. I don't understand what the hell they were doing with. Uh, uh, dang it! I forgot the name of the secretary. Annie Potts Janine. is the actress. Janine, yeah, Janine, yes. yeah. Um, I don't know what they were um, going with that one. What they were going with that one, I think that is one of the things they can blame the cartoon on okay yeah because because the cartoon took what was there in one but they made it more flashy and more kind of made her more of an a little quirkier character so by the time we get to the second movie we got to kind of revamp what we liked about annie potts in the first movie and make her kind of an airhead bimbo and yeah and they had to give rick moranis more to do so. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, that, that that even in movies that Mer- Rick Moranis stars in, I still think that they could sometimes give him more to do. Yeah, because like, he can do. He just, he just that's what he can do. He just go in, fill up everything. So he, what he does is never enough. Is my complaint. So He's I would. Okay, so I recently maxed out my uh, car credit card to one of my employers. Uh, recently got a got something that required me to get air tags. I should, you know, if my if my dad wants to be clever with taxes, and we could probably write that off. But I had to buy <laughs> Streets of Fire, the 4K shout factory okay. release that we had in store. Have you seen Streets of Fire? 
No, I have oh, not. Oh, okay. So this is the movie that inspired Final Fight. Okay. It's directed by the guy who did 48 Hours and a lot of other classic action movies, Walter okay. Hill. Okay. Okay. It's called A Rock and Roll Fable. And the antagonist is a young Willem Dafoe. We're talking 1984. Yeah, so that'd be who, before Platoon, um, yeah. Yeah, who's wandered around in uh, Chicago. It is Chicago. Uh, with leather suspenders. That's pretty much what the character wears. Name's Raven. Uh, he kidnaps He kidnaps our hero's uh, old girlfriend before he left town. <laughs> During a live rock concert, she's performing. Nice. His gang does that. Rick Moranis is the new boyfriend, and his, and his uh her agent. Okay. And let's just eventually say there's going to be a sledgehammer fight in it in the movie. So. No. You had me yep. William William the foe and sledgehammer fight, sir. Yep. So something to something to think about. Just 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 on the Jason. Uh, just on the. So it's not a comedy, so it's kind of fun to see Rick Moranis try to be kind of slimy. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton's in it. <laughs> I mean, of course, yeah. Like, can we can we take a second to appreciate just how much he did in a very short lifespan? I know. Oh, jeez, yeah. I mean, first off, he has the sci-fi trifecta of being taken out, being the only person to be taken out by an alien, a predator, and a terminator. Yep. Uh, well, Lance Hendrickson got killed by a terminator. He got killed by a predator. <laughs> yes, he, got he did. Killed by, That's right. Yeah, and he got um, ripped in. Okay. Bishop got ripped in half. I, 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 I take it back. Me and Copa. Oh no, no. This <laughs> is one. I. This is the first time I've. I've thought about it. It's like how many oh, yes. people have actually gotten to kill Dennis Hopper twice. And I think John Leguizamo is the only one who's done that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Land of the dead and um, the super Mario brothers movie. So. God, God, God bless people being able to get rights to anything and drugs. Cause that's the only way that movie. Got. It's and. It's one of those in hindsight, like no, it's a horrible video game movie, but as a stupid action it movie, no, it had nothing, nothing to do with the source material other than the names of the characters happen to have the same names as the people in the video games. Yes. That was it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, no. But I like I didn't like it as a kid. And it's like one of those movies I sorry my dad had to take us out to. If anything, we watched at the one dollar cinema by that point. If, see, but. the funny thing is, as a, as a kid, I think I watched that every time it came on Showtime. Oh no! I, I made my no, mom record it off of Showtime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was one of those like again, screen drafts came into play. They had a video game movie draft, and I think it finished pretty high. But it's like, okay. it's like, but they preach on how difficult it is to get now. Which isn't really yeah. that bad. You can get a used copy at pretty much, I think, any uh, disc or mega replay. And but no, in every one, and every once in a while, I've even seen it. Like, I, I know within the last two years, I've seen it in like the dollar bin at a Walmart, even. Right, but you're not going to find it streaming, which everybody's no, doing now. Absolutely not. Absolutely and not. It, it probably will like. 
go and watch the direct. I have not watched the director's cut, but it's on. Oh YouTube. God, I didn't know one existed. Yep. I yes, now I have a new see. purpose in life. I need to see right. this movie. So, uh, yeah, that's um, but well, we're we're a ways away from uh, uh, thank you for smoking. But there's just so many. Sure. Like I still, I still want to put a piece of cheese on a, a piece of American cheese on a slice of apple pie to try it. I, I am fat. I am Midwestern. I am a baker. I have never done that, and I have no intention on huh. doing it. Oh, I, it but just, it's like I, I put cheese. On, I put. Look at me. I it look like the kind of person that put cheese on everything because I do, except my baked goods. Huh. My pastries do not require cheddar. <laughs> uh, cheddar makes well, everything I mean, better, except my Granny Smith pie. But uh, I mean, I mean, it's just such a great encapsulation of. The it was still I'd say burgeoning um twenty four hour news cycle even then in two thousand four or I should say this is before which, which is so weird to say which is so weird to say because we had already had like almost thirty years of CNN at that point right but, but I guess this is this is CNN the, uh, was the only game but CNN was the only game in town so if you yeah. didn't watch it, it but now like you said now at that time you know, Fox News MSNBC see you know all these other twenty four hour news things like you said back back and you, know, and, day, and you had your weather, and it, it was the, it was, yeah back it, it was it, the weather it, channel just before, CNN. yeah it was just before it was um everybody everything was definitely in somebody's echo chamber right yeah so just as that was happening uh, so it's a great time capsule i mean aaron eckhart is excellent uh like i'm surprised he dropped off the map yeah, that's a, that's another guy who I think was very underrated and stuff. You know, I think he was great in um, Aaron Brockovich. Mm-hmm. I think th- they dropped him off when he tried when he tr- they tried to make him the leading guy as opposed to, it, you know, like we were talking about Sam. You know, we we're talking about Sam Elliott here. Yeah, it, as opposed to have just sticking to him and him being, hey, that guy, the really good that guy. They tr- they went too hard to try to make him the guy, and then we got I Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was not one. I do want to get around the Dracula Untold, untold just because that was supposed to be the first movie in the Universal. And sure. then it bombed so bad they. No, no, no. The Mummy is the first movie. It's like. Yeah. They, yeah. They, and I'm just kind of glad they kind of gave up on the Dark Universe. It, it, yeah. it was too. I mean, it, like, the concept of it was great. I really wanted to see it, and then they just had so many problems with it. Just let it die. Yeah, you know, they they, they did with that. What I believe they should have done with the DCEU for a long um, time. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'll say about the DCEU is like after Justice League bombed, that was like okay, that's it. I mean, yes, yeah. I I still am being to watch the Snyder cut because I liked. The Snyder Cut is the movie I wish I would have paid that much money to see in theaters. Okay, yeah, I mean, I but I liked uh, Batman v Superman. I thought it. Was... I didn't. I didn't. I, I see some of the critiques, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dislike it at all. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it okay. myself. Right. And um, you know, Wonder Woman is a great movie. Aquaman yeah. is a good movie. Like we can't argue those. So I mean, they right. have their hits, but like we should just let it die. Yeah. 
No, I mean, it was rough enough after Suicide Squad, which I like. It's a bad, it's a bad, 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 bad movie. But it's the first time we got to see Will Smith be Will Smith in a while. Like, yeah, this is this is a fresh prince if you gave him a gun. Yeah, well, like you said, that, that one I do, I do like it. But yes, have no problem saying it's a twenty-seven times X bad movie. Yes, but when we get to the 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 other Suicide Squad oh. movie, they are just like, hey, we're gonna take the fucking brakes off, and here we go. Yes, yeah. And sorry for uh, no, 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 nothing. I think we're we're still PG thirteen. <laughs> okay, we're still good. We're still good. It's just a okay. little dirty. Okay. It's just a little airborne. It's still good. It's it's gone. <laughs> uh, but it's like, thank you for smoking is why I will take yes. David Kettner over Rob Corddry. I, I agree. I, I don't I, I don't dislike Rob Corddry, but yes, David Kettner, if we're if we're going for like that category of dude, I'm taking David Kettner 99 times out of 98. Yeah, and no, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably say Rob uh, Corddry, probably the better comedian, but yeah, you can't put him in movies. As, but yeah, but as far as yeah, definitely the better comedian. But it's the better actor is um, Cockner, and I fell in love with him going all. Yeah, Cockner, I'm sorry, I fell in love with him going all the way back to a movie that I wish got more love, but the people who love it love it a lot. Out cold. Oh, I I've not watched it, but there I know there's a strong. This is like ski school perfected from what I've heard. Yes, I, if you ha- do yourself a favor, dude see it mm. you, um, can definitely, you can definitely tell when you see it though that they shot it wanting to be an r-rated movie and then the studio got a hold of it and said you're making a pg-13 so it was a lot of weird edits yeah um yeah that was that weird time where victoria silstead was like, yes we were trying to make her they a made of the year 1997 yes uh, what are you doing in yeah, there yeah um, yeah, yeah the, yeah, because a couple of years before that, we had basketball. Basketball, you know, yeah. You know, that was the movie. Like, how many playmates can we get in the one movie? Uh, and then, you know, yeah, a couple of years later, she does that cold. And, you know, she did a few, a few other things. But, yeah, that yeah, that was kind of the culmination of it. Because I think that was, yeah. like, her only speaking role. So, uh, and then another actress who just disappeared. Like, well, I mean, this had to have been, like, 2005. Because... Kate Hudson was in the movie too, and that's where mm. just as she got with Tom Cruise, and like, oh no, Scientology's getting too nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Katie Holmes is good in it. Uh, Maria Bello, though, is like she kind of dropped off. I think like, uh, after, yeah, um, after the Mummy sequel, where they try replacing her, uh, replacing yeah, Rachel like, Weiss like, with her, like, I think everybody, yeah, like currently she can be found on NCIS if that tells you anything. Okay, hey, at least she's working, she's working, but we're, we're a long way from Coyote Ugly, or uh, I would probably say the cooler, or one of the... my personal favorites. Some people, you know, again, kind of device here. I loved History of Violence. I I am an absolute lover of that picture. It's okay. It's it's brutal. It's it's Cronenberg brutal, but it it's grounded, unlike Cronenberg. This yeah, is the Vigo exactly. Men- it's Cronenberg with, with it's Cronenberg without the acid trip. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we we've talked shit about William Hurt on this because 
nobody talked shit about him until he died. I mean, uh, the abusive asshole he was. <laughs> but right. uh, now William Hurt's excellent. Ed Harris is phenomenal. Ed Harris, I, I, I wish he was in that movie more. He, he was really only in two scenes, but dang, were they powerful two scenes. Uh, well, and that's, was like everybody, like, everybody came to that movie maybe for like two days to shoot. Yeah. Except for exactly. except for Vigo and Maria. Yeah, and in Maria I think had about a week and a half. Yeah. So it's like it's it really was like the Vigo Mortetson show because like he was the only one that was there for more than a week. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I'm uh, checking my time right now. Sure. I'm at the one oh one mark, so we still got time. Okay. Okay. Uh, make it Ladies pretty good. <laughs> make it pretty good progress. So, yes. all right, that was my ten. So that'll end around eleven forty. Your nine forty is going to end up around eleven forty. Yep. So, yep. I guess it's time. Let, 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 yeah, ladies and gentlemen, time permitting. Your main event of the evening. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, I... this is a this is a movie from a guy who's got a lot of great credits for sub 100 minute movies and mm-hmm. i should say movies he probably didn't really direct yeah the greatest i call him the greatest director who's never actually made a film yes uh so let me i can't say his name because it's hard. i can't remember how to pronounce it right now uh, it's very greek <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and the funny thing was George P. Cosmatos. Yes, Cosmatos. That's how you say it. Cos- oh, sorry, well, sorry. I, I screwed it up. Cosmatos. Oh, Cosmatos. And between between the guy who wrote the movie, wanting oh. to make the thing, wanting to compete with this came out this, within a few months of a movie called Wyatt Earp. Yeah, just uh, before uh, it. Kevin Costner. So, so we so we had the we had the dealing Wyatt Earp biopics, and he and the original writer was wanting to make something. That the Kevin Costner one comes in at like just over three hours. Yeah. If the writer would have got his way, this thing would have came in at about five. Mm. So between an overambitious writer, a director who wasn't actually a director, this movie shouldn't have even happened. And you know, this is coming a just a year after Unforgiven on top of everything. Right, which some people still consider to be, and I wouldn't argue with them, still consider to be one of the greatest Westerns of all time. Yeah. So it's... you're coming off one, Ed, one best director, best um, picture, all that stuff, and now you, you make this almost tongue-in-cheek Wyatt Earp biopic. Mm. But it's also an action movie at the same yes. time. Because in the early 90s, we had everything was an action movie. Right. So yeah, it, if you haven't figured out what we're talking about, by the way, do you do you want to have the privilege of saying the title? Oh no, no, this has been your baby. <laughs> yes, I, I have actually been for over for at least a year. I have been hounding Russ. Can we talk about Tombstone? It's one of my favorite movies. Um, so yeah, this, this, this has been a passion project of mine. I won't even lie. Um, but yeah, like I said, the movie shouldn't have even worked. It came out in a weird time when Westerns were on the decline anyway, but it, we're, it's competing against, like I said, a year after a year after one of the greatest movies, if not Westerns of all time, and a really good 
biopic on the same character, Wyatt Earp. So yeah, yeah it, it it was it was weird. It was very ambitious to even try to do this. This is definitely like I'd say the first popcorn western. Yeah, definitely in a long time. Probably yeah. since at least year, at least ten years since like maybe the early eighties. Oh no, we're we're talking. Yeah, we're going all the way back to pretty much what John Wayne was doing at the end. Well, I I, I give credit again. Another Sam Elliott thing here. I give credit to like the the Sackett movies of the the that were done on like TV westerns of like yes. those early. I I consider those to be a really good popcorn western as well. But yes, right. definitely as far as like the. As far as like the big blockbuster, summer blockbuster type Western, yeah, you're definitely right in going back to like probably the 70s with uh, Clint Eastwood or John Wayne. Yeah. So, yep, that's, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, so that's a great way to kick her all off by just saying like, this is something that shouldn't have worked. And you could thank uh, Kurt Russell for that, who's essentially yeah, the shadow director. In yeah. which many people have come forward and said, yeah, he made this movie. Um, plus, we're seeing that now with Kurt Russell in this day and age. He is really kind of a cowboy-esque person at heart, which you didn't necessarily see before Tombstone in your Big Troubles, in your, you know, your John Carpenter action play. Yeah. yeah, you know, all, all the stuff he was doing. And even as some of the stuff that he was doing right around this time as well, because right around this time, you also got Stargate and Soldier a couple of years later. Yeah, so soldier definitely, definitely underappreciated. Very underappreciated. He says less than a hundred words in the entire movie. That that beats Schwarzenegger and Terminator Two. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, um, like I said, this, this, this was a very out of character for um, at the time for Kurt Russell, um, Sam Elliott. You know. Again, you know, we, we need a cowboy guy. Well, you know, we've kind of said we, this is the first actual Western that, that he's actually appeared in in his entire feature of yeah. our, marathon of ours. You know, uh, good dinosaur side. Yes. I mean, that was and, kind of more of an, uh, an ode to who the voice was. Right. Well, I, and it kind of slipped on not actually talking about the character of Sam Elliott in um, uh, Thank You for Smoking. He is the Marlboro yeah. man. Right, right stuck with the decision he can either keep suing the tobacco industry or just take the payoff right and that's but that's it, the important message like we all have the mortgage to pay and let's just face it we're not stupid right. you know smart smart people just want to make the problem go away exactly but it, one thing that also i think i think another thing that saved this movie in addition to the main reason, which I'll get to in a minute, was just the the look at the cast. Like, oh. This is one of those movies. This is one of those movies when they like they do the trailer, they just mention all the people in it. Yeah, that's half the trailer. You know, you had Kurt and Russell. That, you had, yeah, you know, um, Charles Heston, Sam Elliott, Heston. Um, yeah, a, a guy from one of the guys from Nine Hundred Two and Zero, Jason Priestley. Priestley, um, yeah, Billy Zangine. Um, yeah. you know, Billy Dana Bob Thornton. Yeah, the, the well, I don't think Billy you know, Bob got in the credits for the trailer. I mean, they, no, yes, yes, they they not in the original theatrical trailer, but by the time oh. they got to releasing it on okay. um, VHS, they they plugged them into that one. All right, yeah. Well, that's like just three years away from Sling Blade. Did, did was Billy Bob exactly. just building up to get to get that? Because now he's. I really nothing. think I really think he was. I really think he yeah. was. But this cast was so stacked. But 
I know this is like, you know, we, we were talking about Sam Elliott. Here's kind of the through line, but the MVP of this movie, Val Kilmer, playing yes. Doc Holliday. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like say what you I, will about Val Kilmer. He, he's the very controversial f- figure in Hollywood. It's a tragedy what's happening now that he can't really uh, talk anymore. Yeah. But, like, he gets a free pass for life just based off his performance of Doc Holliday. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, this is just one of those movies with, uh, like, perfect for, for Kurt Russell, because he's just a catchphrase machine. He is. And he, he says a lot of them in this, you know, very quotable lines, and, you know, you gotta do with something, you're just gonna stand there and bleed. There and bleed, yeah. That, or, yeah, right, you know, uh, jerk, jerk, I, jerk that pistol and get to work, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's, a. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of them, and, uh, but there's also the, I don't know, a rich person doesn't have a guilty conscience. Yeah. Well, I've or, got the guilty know, conscience. Might as well get yeah. the money. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, like, it, it very, very, it, it's weird. It, the best way I could describe how he portrayed this, and it worked perfectly, if you could be a slapstick comedian, but the straight man at the same time, you have mm-hmm. Kurt Russell playing, um, why not? Uh, and and he, he, well, tr- he, he you can see with, he does it. With, yeah, he does it with full sincerity and full conviction, but he's not taking himself seriously at the same time. Oh no, this is this is Jack Burton could deliver the same lines. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah, uh, even Snake, even Snake Plissken. Yeah, it, and it it makes it makes a very strong compelling argument that Snake, Snake, and Jack are descendants of Wyatt Earp. Like if they all exist in the same timeline, you can't tell me that's not his grandkids or something. Yeah, no, it's. I have to, like, really, I just need a lot of money to put in this podcast so I can try getting John Carpenter and get all the answers. Oh, yeah, but you and you were kind of alluding to uh, the fact that they basically made a whole subset town of the. Um, chinatown section for tombstone because like we said we were talking about the uh, villains of the movie the cowboys yeah big financial supporters of the chinese because the chinese had opium yes and the cowboys were a biker gang oh no and it's yeah and no it makes me hate maddie even further it's like hitting everybody up for laudlin you could have just gone to the dead she she is my least favorite character in that movie because she's supposed to be. Yeah, but she did, did we that, need? She, she did that. Good, she did that good of the actress who played her. Who again? I'm, I apologize. I don't know your name. Because, but she did such a well, such a good job of playing this character that I legitimately hated her. Not because I'm supposed to, because I want to. Okay, yeah, but it's kind of like uh, I don't know. You could say it's the flawed hero's journey. Did, oh, definitely. Did we really need any ladies in Wyatt's life? Well, it's funny you, you say that, and which is a common thing that they kind of complain about. But if you've seen the Kevin Costner version, they tell a much even broader version of this story because huh. it does come down to the fact it does come down to the fact that he that Wyatt lost his first wife to um, smallpox while she was pregnant with their kid, and then he ends up. Um, basically becoming friends with this hooker who then she decides that they're now married uh, with Maddie and then he falls in love with this beautiful um, mysterious actress. Out of 
Yeah. It's funny. That's never been confirmed. In both movies, she is portrayed as an actress, but they always said that's never really been confirmed if she did any of that. She was just hot. Yeah. So what else would a hot person do in 1863? Right. So it was uh, Dana Willard Nicholson. Um, okay. Is, the, is Maddie Earp. Um, you know, I mean, I, said, I, couldn't tell you, I could not tell you another thing she's done. Uh, but I do know when that I see she the word, did a very good job of doing this. Okay. Yeah, uh, she was in Fletch, and yeah, uh, the other credit they have her in is The Night We Never Met. Oh, wow. So a movie that came out like 10 plus years before uh, this, and a movie you've never heard of. Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick, Gene Triplehorn, and S- Annabella S- Sciorra. Um, yeah, she's a Yep, not so she's not top build in that movie. Same year, ninety three. So, okay. Um, so that's uh, other things about this. Like, did this movie cut the legs out of Jason Priestley? Um, because like on nine hundred two one zero, he was definitely the pussy compared to Luke Perry. Well, but but again, like you said, Luke Perry, Jason Priestley. Who are you going with here? You know, you're on Luke Perry 99 times a 100. Yeah. But yes, it. but then you're right. They put him in here. They never blatantly say that the character that, of Billy that he plays is a homosexual, but it's heavily implied. That oh, I didn't even really like, yeah, he's a little fay, but I wasn't going to go that far. We're talking. I mean, well, I mean, you blue, know, they, blue they, power, they, blue power ranger vibes. You, you vary. You know, because yeah. he, he is very enamored with this um, actor played yeah. by Billy Zane, again, who will never flat out say is a homosexual, but is heavily implied. Yes. So, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, when you have him playing a pussy on TV every week on Fox, and then you have him playing the uh, most effeminate character in a Western, it does kind of take the it does kind of take everything and skew it and say, well, he can't really be the guy because he's being the guy. Yeah, you know. I think he may have tried overcompensating it from that race car career, which. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's basically saying, like, no, I'm I'm a manly man, <laughs> despite what the entire decade of the 1990s tells you. You're right. So you know, then you have Luke, you know, then you have Luke Perry, who's so macho, his kid has to become a wrestler just to continue the macho-ness. But uh uh thinking about Billy Zane though, it's like Billy Zane is pretension his gimmick. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. And definitely I'm not saying character. he's a bad actor actor by any sense. No, no, no. I, I mean it, it definitely works for this character. Yeah, he's basically you're taking an actor from like the 1870s or 80s, whatever it was, but he really thinks that he's like Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt mm-hmm. in a level of like admiration and just awesomeness that he should have around him. So I think having a person like Billy Zane, who's kind of known for being that weird, quirky dude, right? Played it We're talking like Titanic is a yeah. horribly written movie, but yes, he makes Billy Zane, he makes yeah. his, his scenes are he makes them work because he's the kind of scene shooter and over actor. And I'm not saying it was in bad no. connotation because you need those guys. Sometimes you need the guy that's going to just sink his teeth into whatever you give him and turn chicken S into chicken salad. Yes. Uh, that's almost redundant. I, sorry. You just have to say chicken because of the, 
S and S, chicken shit and the chicken salad. But oh, fair enough. Yeah, chicken poop, I guess, but that does not have like like chicken. That's, that's, yeah, I mean that's a curse word. Like, why are we so upset that we why 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 did aside from South Park explaining it? Right. That I mean, episode, which I still which I still think should have won all the awards. Yes. I mean why can't we curse why why can't we just come up with even more heinous ways of saying poop because shit, shit really is very effect, effective yeah you know there, there, just, there's horse crap bull crap chicken crap uh, you're full of crap yeah you're a piece of crap but i'm just saying it's we're talking about the worst thing worst thing out there yeah, and we and we have to say this word is too much for it. Yeah, I, this isn't. Yeah, I this, agree. isn't this isn't like um, bitch, twat. Yeah, right, you know. the, the the big ones. Yeah. In, uh, now, it's it's funny because they do they do have some creative language as far as cursing of the time and tombstone and actual curse words oh yeah the cur but, um, yeah um, yeah and cur was used a lot um yeah pimp is you, in you're just making yeah. money you're not yeah. no you're not whoring yeah or say yeah you're you're, you're not you know sugar bear on you're, the corner with his ladies you're, you're just you're taking advantage of the system to get money right yeah yeah but now we, we we've talked about some of the quotable lines and you know which always in uh, also include good scenes. What's your favorite line in your favorite scenes in Tombstone? Oh, I mean the entire Johnny Ringo, <laughs> Val, uh, Doc Holiday first meeting. Yeah, the, uh, should the, I, should the, I, Latin, I, the Latin. Well, yeah, yeah but it's the like, Latin. Yeah, he knows this it. guy idolized him, and yes. he has aspirations of replacing him. Yes, and he's like, and "Oh, like, I hate, I hate him." You don't even know. Yeah, 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 you don't even know him. I don't know, yeah, but he's got something around the eyes. Something. And yeah, it reminds and it's me, like, of me. Yes, <laughs> it's like the entire. I'm sure. Bit, it, it, him. Yes, and then the entire, like, I kind of felt the, sad. The, I was at a. I was at a pencil spinning aspect also. Right. I was at my, uh, the job where we actually met in person. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, they were clearing out, um, like old product. And one of them was, uh, Stoli's with the Moscow mule cups and like, Hey, you want to sure. And I start doing that. Why, why are we like tombstone? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a great scene if you, if you haven't seen it. First off, what's wrong with you? You know, Johnny Ringo, like um, Russ has said, wants to be Doc Holliday. Wants to be, you know, replace him. So he's doing all this fancy gun spinning. You know, just you, you know, really impressive stuff. I mean, let's yeah. not under credit. And then Doc Holliday's simple response is to take this little tin cup that he has, no bigger than a shot glass with a little handle. And he does the exact same stuff for, very casually at first, and then in a mocking manner. Yes. So basically, he he's saying, "Oh, you can do that. Cool. I'm still better than you, and I've been on a five day bender." Yeah, and he's he's basically just trying to establish that uh, you should still be afraid of me. Yeah. Welcome here. Like I am everything you you've heard. Yeah. I I I'm dying because I have tuberculosis. 
mm-hmm. and probably a bunch of stuff that hasn't been discovered yet. Uh, oh, you gosh. know, I, 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 I smoke too much. I'm a, I'm a drunk. I am past my physical and mental prime because this man was an educated doctor. The reason that yeah. it was called Doc Holiday, he was a dentist. You know, uh, so I mean, he was a smart guy, but he just let drugs and alcohol essentially and women ruin his life. And so, but he's still saying, like, on my worst day, you're still my bitch. Yes. Uh, but I would not mind a Johnny Ringo Origins movie. No, absolutely. And I like, I like, even, I mean, this like, is a guy even, who didn't shoot anybody in the no. opening scene until the priest. Yeah, this is a guy when they do the opening massacre that shows how bad the cowboys are. Again, they were basically hard, they, were, they were Hell's Angels before Hell's Angels, if you needed a description. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, everybody's blowing away these Mexican federales and a wedding party, and even before they um, violate and murder the bride. And Johnny Ringo is just sitting on his horse, just cool as a cool cucumber, just sitting there. It's not until a priest starts. It's not until a priest starts to make prophecies of the apocalypse. Yes, that he just goes pew. Right. Oh, I love the uh, at the end. You know, with uh, um, when uh, Doc really goes into his hypocrisies. Yes. Like oh, I, I, my my hypocrisies know some bounds, and then yeah, I was I was just talking to the to that priest about. The Church of Rome. I suppose my <laughs> hypocrisies do have are boundless. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't, yeah, you like, aren't a hip, you aren't a hypocrite, Doc. You just like to pretend no. you're one. <laughs> pretend to be one. Like I said, there's so many good lines in they all almost all of them come from, you know, uh Val Kilmer. But yeah, I think my favorite line in the movie is the one that you see in the trailer, you see in all the commercials. You, you know, you tell them I'm coming, you cur, and I'm coming to get all you curs. You tell them I'm coming, coming. and hell's coming with coming me. With you me. hear me? Hell's coming with me. Which oh, yeah. Actually goes back to the prophecy that the priest was saying before getting shot by Johnny Ringo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of ties, the, the, you know, the, the, you know it, it's the start of the third act. It ties the very beginning of the movie to everything that you're about to see. And it's just, again... Kurt Russell was going for broke. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna win an award or die trying. <laughs> it was one of them performances, you know. Uh, but yeah, with Doc Holiday, it's kind of like, and it, it's even a story I think with um, with uh, Wider outgrowing your vices. Yes, like because you again, know, for, for... Er, we've we've discussed Erk's history, mm-hmm. and and it's like he was a, he was a workaholic. Well, yeah. But uh, the entire Joanne, Joanne Pacula character, yes, as Kate, you are a good lady, but then again, you might just you could be the Antichrist. Antichrist. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and it's just like I don't know. At work, it's like I talked about my ex girlfriend uh, Allie, and you know, she's kind of reserved, like. She sure. wasn't impressed by the nice guys as our first date movie. Sure, sure, sure. Like, oh, but come like, on. Uh, and it's uh, like, uh, uh, and then, then that coworker's like, I just don't picture you with anybody's, you know, so high strung. I, I, I'm thinking you or somebody who likes, yeah, still looking for that. 
So it's kind of like, and, I mean, yeah, you want to help your best friend out and kill a bunch oh, of killers, sure. but I was say, yeah, you you, you want to be there. I, I mean, he was I, the original. I, I, I couldn't get over Kate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And and uh, another good doc uh, line from the movie. It's it's the introduction scene. He always sitting there. He's getting in an argument with uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother at a poker Frank, game. Yep. Sitting, Which I didn't catch like, until like I'm yeah, reading the IMDb. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it was, yeah, I, again, I it's like Billy Bob Thornton. You just like no, yeah, that's not I that skinny guy. Years later, yeah, years later, uh, I was read, I was watching the credits, like, oh yeah, that was, you know, that was Frank. Okay, yeah, but yeah, he's he's sitting there at the, at the table again. Frank Stallone's character, he's standing up and he's yelling and he's getting his face. And again, Doc just sitting there, cool. Two over going, we cross. I, you know, I, I if we weren't friends. I just don't know what I'd do with myself. I, I just couldn't bear it. Yeah, it, 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 it takes the guns down. Lay them on the table. Look, now we can be friends again. You're not uh, wearing a busset. How do you? <laughs> and the, the way he delivered the lines, because if I'm not mistaken, Doc Holiday was from um, Georgia, but he also spent time in New Orleans. So that's what kind of why he has like that weird accent. Which is weird because, like Val Kilmer, he did not grow up in that way. But just the, the way he chose to do those, the, the the accent and the deliveries for Doc was so good. There's a podcast on the uh, Ringer Network, uh, the Rewatchables. They did Tombstone. Okay. So okay. this is one of the big ones that's saying you can't give the Oscars out the year after the movies were released. Yeah, you gotta wait five years. Yeah. See how everything you, you, settles down. Who, who are we still talking about five years from now? Right. You know, uh, and the perform, you know, the performance. Like I said, that movie, that movie, I believe, is thirty years this year. This uh, year, yeah. No, I, I was. No, we had and to do it now, and, and or we won. weren't to do it. Yeah, we're still quoting it. It's still like one of the highest viewed movies on syndicated TV. It's still like getting residuals as far as DVD sales, which is amazing. It's there. They've never done any kind of special edition. It's the version they released in like 94 and that's it. Yeah. I just have um, like the Blu-ray I'm watching. It's just the, um, just like, and the director's original storyboards. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have a, I do have a DVD version. It's like again, the, like the original, but it does it does have a nice little documentary to it. But it's yes, there's the documentary. Little, yeah, it's like this kind of quick little nice, but like as far as special features or you know director's cuts or um, you know the stuff that we usually do for 30th year celebrations, we ain't got that, which I think is kind of a crime in of itself. All right, so. The winner of the Oscar for films from 1993 in supporting actor was Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Okay, so I which, mean that, that which I mean it's hard to it's hard to fight that. I mean that was a yeah. really good performance too. I think the winner should have been decided in a bare knuckle boxing match between Tommy Lee Jones and Val Kilmer. Uh I'd put my money on Lee Jones. Oh yeah, all day. I mean, because okay. like that. Like you know, he's legitimately been in bare knuckle boxing fights. Like, yeah. After he after he was doing movies, like he that's just something he does on a Tuesday. Oh, the work Yeah, don't 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 threaten me with a good time. That's my. I mean, that's something. Yeah, that's something he does in between flicks to work out the demons. Yeah. Oh no, I and I can relate. My prime 
which is sad in wrestling oh my prime was 2007 but back in 2003 when our uh, next generation wrestling was renting out the boxing slash wrestling ring to a bar for tough man fights and nobody yeah. really remembers the tough man fights the tough man contest yeah tough man competitions kind of like the early predecessor to ufc oh yeah no they've um, been happening for a good 20 years no, yeah and uh yeah like I fought in two of the name brand ones. So okay, I mean, I never, I you know, as far as you know, we're talking about tough guy competitions. I can't believe I'm going to utter this movie, and you know what movie I'm about to say, starring Terry Bollea, um, No Hold Barred. Yes, um, I mean, it's got it's it it's a tough one to find now. It's not on uh, streaming anywhere. Oh, you can't even find you can't even find that thing on a bootleg DVD. Like, oh, it was like everybody, it, like, WWE, any studio that helped Hulk Hogan, anybody that had anything to do with this movie, with the exception of Tiny Zeus Lister, buried the hell out of that thing. You sure? Because it was like when they finally released it on DVD, it was like the number one DVD of the week. Right, but that's that's the thing. It it took twenty five years for that. They had to bury it for twenty five years. And then do that for it to become what it was. Right. I, it's, it's like it's one of those ones where like it's so bad we're gonna hide it, but people want it. But we're gonna so, give it to them in a couple of decades. Oh, so I mean, I that was one of my that's what inspired my wrestling blog. Was basically, I wrote a blog saying that a series of blogs basically saying that No Holds Barred is Vince McMahon's mind comp. Yeah. I mean, like, in, in, in true fashion of the uncreativity, I, I don't know if this was a genius move where they were making fun of actual tough guy competitions. Oh, the Battle of the Tough movie. Guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Battle of the Tough Guys. I don't know if that's their tongue-in-cheek kind of them ribbing on tough guy competitions or if that's the best they can come up with. If you've seen this movie, <laughs> it could go either way. I I am thinking it's, I don't, I really don't think there's any ribs in it. I think it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the best uh, I could come up with. I keep in mind. I think Vince McMahon, uh, one of the WrestleMania was not the first name Vince McMahon wanted to use for it. No, it was uh, something even weirder. Yeah, uh, let's let's be fair. The fact that they are still using the name WrestleMania forty years later because that was a very eighties, very that like when that came out in you know eighty three, eighty four. Yes, it made sense to use that word, but WrestleMania today is just a very weird thing to say. Yeah, I mean, well, thankfully there's AEW now to kind of put wrestling yeah. back into it. But and, you know, and, and it's it's funny, we, you know, this whole episode we've been talking about like the supporting actor because you know that's where um that that's where uh, Sam Elliott finds himself in a lot of times. If we're gonna talk about best supporting actor for No Holds Bar, and I'm, again, it's one of those cases where I'm not even sure if he knew he was in the movie. Stan Hansen. Yeah, Kurt Fuller chews up so much scenery, though. Yeah, he, he definitely gets the award for best bad guy, you know, scene shooter, all this. But as far as us, like, you get no, gold. No, this you're, you're getting gold every time he pops up on screen. Stan oh. Hansen. Yes. No. No. It's it's tough year though for that because Terry Funk was in Roadhouse. Right. Yes. And, and, and for those of you who might not be familiar, Stan Hansen, like Terry Funk, just beat down brawler, you know, Japanese legend, violent dude. Yeah. 
Uh, Stan Hansen like took the knocked the eyeball out of Big Van Vader. I've got yes. that DVD. Uh, right, so yeah, he yeah he knocked his eyeball out. You know, he, this this was the guy that like would go like who would relish having matches with Bruder, Bruiser Brody, and no yes. one wanted to have a match with Bruiser Brody. <laughs> well, you know, he he was legally blind. I think he yes. could only see maybe through his peripherals. Yes. So, like, if you're going to in a match with, I'd rather face Brody because there's a chance Brody might hold up if he likes you. This is true. Stan Hansen, no, he he's got no, a swing. He, 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 he's going to hurt you. Yes, he's he he can't so, help it. He's going. Yeah, and I think neck. Like, I think necro, malicious, Yeah, and I think Necro Butcher suffered from the same thing. Necro Butcher from the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying he was legally blind. I, 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 yeah. I met yeah, there yeah, yeah. once. <laughs> It, it's amazing. It's it, that, that's that, you know they always want to when it comes to wrestling they always want to talk about steroids and drugs. They never talk about the fact that some of these guys just are not physically should not be physically able to do it because they're blind yes. or you know stuff like that. Yeah. No. Uh, oh no. It's um, well. I mean, it goes back to the tough man concept. I struggled yeah. basically because like. All right, I'm going to finish college and get get my wrestling training paid for because that's what my parents want me to do. That's our deal. But I got to come out. I got to if I'm going into wrestling, I got to be something. That's why I fought in the Tough Man contest in 2001 and 2002, and a little bit of stupidity on my behalf because they really only showed the f- heavyweight fights where people are just mm-hmm. swinging wildly on that. Right, FX. right. Uh, I, I got knocked out by a UFC fighter. In my second. Fight. Oh God! Yeah, I would see. I'm so glad that when this was a thing in like 2000, 2001, 2002, I was in the military, so I couldn't do anything stupid. Ah, yeah. Because so. I guarantee, I guarantee, because I was the guy watching those things at the bar, going, "Yeah, I can do that." So yeah. Oh, I was I that. That's... To, if, yeah, if I didn't oh. have the government contract saying, "Hey, if you get hurt, that's we can uh, throw you in jail for um, destruction of government property." I've watched them. I no, I'm serious because the army will hit you with an Article 15 if you get a sunburn. Oof. Destruction of government property. Damn. Uh, yeah. No, I was. A, I was. A, I eventually became a bar's cooler, in a sense. Like, <laughs> oh, this guy's talking so you, shit. Oh, he's yeah. he's ducking people. You're five and a half feet tall. He'll fight you. <laughs> Put him away. Yeah, and I would do it. <laughs> So, which hurt my wrestling career because, like, I'm a legitimate tough guy, and then my gimmick, the student of the game, I'd come to the ring with my glasses on and the complete idiot's guide to professional wrestling. It's like I can make something out of this. No, we just want you to be the nerd, the chicken shit. Yeah. That was where I did okay when I did, when I did wrestling is the fact that I am a giant angry looking person. So like, hey, we can do something with that. I'm like, cool, yes. great. All right. So I'm trying to get back to my notes right now. Uh, oh, so, so just the scene on the screen. Which was yes. better? Okay. I am one with the force. The force is with me. Or okay. No. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, those were both great scenes. I've never compared them to this moment, and I really should have. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to my boy Kurt. I mean, as, as great as the the scene uh, with with uh, Donnie that, was, that was Donnie Yen. Yes, yes that was Donnie Yen doing the the forced uh, walk, walking through a hail of laser fire. I'm sorry, I mean a man walking through a river with a shotgun that only has two shells in it. You know, just walking through a hail of bullets, just saying the word no repeatedly. Uh, it, and the best part is that's been confirmed. That's how it went down, folks. He walked into a hail of gunfire and never had a scratch. People don't people kind of don't talk about as far as the real wide open concerned. He was never shot. He was never injured. He was never stabbed. Couple of sucker punches. That's about it. Jeez. Like this. The, the hear the story like the oh, you watch the okay uh, corral battle who's the only one that doesn't get hurt well that hurt. that was that was something taught in history in history classes yeah yeah i would say yeah like wyatt earp was just the toughest slash luckiest man on the planet yes uh i did not but how they shot that this is the first time i noticed that uh uh, Curly Bill Powers Booth mm-hmm. went out to yes. welcome him. Like that was the yes. dumbest thing you could have. Like, yeah, he, he he yeah he calls off the boys like, whoa whoa, quit shooting. Let's let uh, this yeah. badass who's already walked through you shooting at him to get closer, and I'm gonna take you one on one. No, you ain't. Because one, <laughs> you already have like you only got these two little pistols. You don't even check to see if you still got any rounds. He's got a oh. double barrel loaded. Yes, well, that's that's the important lesson of this movie is always count the bullets. Yes, like uh, when uh, the the sheriff gets killed by Curly Bill. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'd say manslaughter still. Like, eh, oh, it'd be yeah. tough. It'd be You're... tough to prove that he. Yeah, well, and, well, but I love the argument of the ju- the crooked judge, though. Well, did yeah. you actually see the shooting? No, no, no you have a murder dead. without a witness. The, the deuce. <laughs> yes uh yeah so it's like just uh yeah always count the bullets this we learned that back i mean dirty harry taught us that first yeah i love i love that like you know as crazy and over the top as say like a john wick movie is they'd show proper weapons technique in you know loading and making sure you in round accountability so oh i love the scene for you I haven't seen four yet. Oh, Just I've heard nothing four. but I've, I've heard nothing but chef's kisses and yes. applause for that movie. So, um, oh, another good line. Just looking at my notes. Sure. Um, and I, as I say, I don't know if we need the ladies in the movie, but uh, I'll be damned. You may be if you get lucky. <laughs> yes, that that that's that's another thing that I love about this movie is you can tell that Doc and Wyatt are nothing but just. I mean, yes, they're cool dudes, but at the end of the day, they're just dumb. They're dumb buddies. They hang out. They have their own inside jokes. They talk shit about each other. Probably when they should be like, you know, saying, "Hey, you might be damned when your wife's sitting right next to you." <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Doc is that best friend that you have to like. He, you know, you see the memes all the time. Like, I'm the best friend you have to introduce by making an apology for. That was Doc for Wyatt, mm-hmm. but Wyatt never made the apology. Yes. He took he took Doc 
flat out, like, this is how I want my doc. I want him drunk. I want him belligerent. I want him to be an asshole. But that's my that's my boy. Yes. Um, let's see. Other things were coming up on the uh, uh, Ringo showdown. Yes. Oh, that's just an excellent dynamic again, though, with Curly Joe and Johnny Ringo. Yes, and, yeah, and the curly, yeah, the curly bill, uh, Johnny Ringo dynamic was very good as well because you had one that hated his very existence, yes. and then you had the other one that was basically a hopped up twelve year old. Right. Uh, well, I would say <laughs> no you know, uh, at all. Yeah. No, Kilmer. Uh, Kilmer's speech about Ringo. Uh, yes. Is just you know, a great empty hole in the middle of him. You know, he, he's angry at what for being born. Yeah, he wants revenge. That's the only yeah. thing that'll make him happy. And like, he just wants to be a force of destruction. Yeah, like you know, it it, it, it kind of like um, the the line from uh, Michael Caine from um, Batman, uh, Dark the, the Dark Knight. I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, Dark Knight. Um, some people just want to watch the world burn and. When I hear that, I automatically think Johnny Ringo. Like he yeah. just wanted it all done. Mm-hmm. And nice. then you had Curly Bill. Uh, uh, you know, you had Curly Bill, the the superior in the ranking structure. By the way, he like yes. he was in charge, and you know, Ringo was the underling. But at the same time, like I said, this is what happens when you know twelve year olds snort Adderall. Uh, <laughs> you know no impulse control he, like if we were ever to do like that's the closest thing we're in it to a live action tigger okay like that's that's just a ball of bouncing stupidity and and, and just a pure id hmm. let's see so um you know once we get to the okay corral shootout i think it yes. kind of this is um kind of a movie that I think we have more fun just uh, waiting for the setup of everything. Yeah. I mean, it's well, such a real like we could we could keep building this world further and further and not have any action. Exactly, and you know, Tombstone and and the Wyatt Earp movie, the Cosmic, were obviously not the first movies done about Wyatt Earp. There were movies being done about him in his lifetime. Yes, no, he died um, nineteen twenty nine. Yeah, I guess, yeah. There, there was Hollywood stars as pallbearers in his. You know, he, he was that was how he spent his later years as a consultant making westerns on Hollywood sets. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, but yeah. So, like I said, lots of movies have been made about him, but most of those movies ended three seconds after the OK Corral shootout. That was like the big crescendo of the movie. In Tombstone, it was the maybe the halfway mark. Yeah, no, this is like, yeah, now we got a different movie. We got a Avengers yeah. movie. Because, I mean, yeah, as I say, the right wing elements, when you have, uh, like, just the random executions, like, yeah, bad for the guy in the opening. Yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that's something that is, I, I do actually like uh, Western history and stuff like that. So the Western historians talk about the uh, vengeance ride, the hell ride, as some people call it, you know, which is the, the third act of that movie. Where you, you know, like you said, r- writing people down, just the blatant executions in hotel rooms with prostitutes, or you know, just riding up on a whole bunch of people where they were like maybe just half asleep, but they didn't even care. They just would ride in and shoot them. Like, yeah. like it, like Doc, like Doc says, it, it's not, it, it's not revenge. It's a reckoning. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's like, oh, the corruption. As you see sure. White Earp tying a red sash on a hung body. It's like, yeah. was he a cowboy or did you carry one? Is this your black? Is this your your bloody glove yeah is this your message like hey this is what happens if you're a cowboy or like you said or or is this just like hey this is my frame job you know it's my bloody glove like like you said yeah what was it dave dave fishbell sprinkle a little crack on him yeah or or, um chris rock has a funny one put a mixtape in their pocket oh this is a rap killing (laughs) okay let's see i would really wish like the thing they should have done right after this, they should have made Kilmer and uh, Russell the um, feral and uh, oh shoot, dang it, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Step Brothers. Okay, the, the, the Will Ferrell and uh, John, John C. Riley. Um, yes, like I would love I, a cop movie. I would have watched that. If we've mentioned a few of the people I'm about to mention here already today. I just love like the next thing that Kilmer does after this is he takes almost all personality out of him, plays Bruce Wayne, and lets Tommy Lee Jones go ape shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, well, I think he didn't he well no, that probably was earlier, the one where he's the uh Native American FBI agent. Yes. Yes, uh, that yeah, that came out circa ninety one ish. Okay, I think that came, yeah, it came out like right after Dances with Wolves, because the big selling point that was Native American, and it had one of the had a lot of the actors from Dances with Wolves and the Native yeah. American side of it, because you know, not a lot of work. Let's face it. Right. Uh, so yeah, th- th- yeah, that that was uh, yeah that that was the big never mind. It was one. probably shot in Canada because that's where you actually have thriving Native. <laughs> population you're right even then you have to say thriving with a quotation mark yes no not not as casino based <laughs> you're right yeah it's a yeah unfortunately yeah up there it's like they still actually have like a lot of the native customs were down here it's like oh we have to run a casino yes yeah um so other elements like uh stephen lang is weird to see as a chicken shit now yeah, um, because he because you know you think of him now you think of like him in Avatar you think of him in the Don't Breathe movies, but when you uh, get VFW, to, when you, yes, when you, but when you see but when you see him here, he's a he, he wants to be the tough guy, but as soon as someone turns on him, he's a, he's a little chicken. He he he's, yeah. he's just a yellow belly cur. At the mm. to quote, um, uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. But yeah, it's it's just yeah, it is weird to see him who was in who campaigned hard to be Cable in um, Deadpool two, and I wouldn't mind seeing it. But um, he, nah, I mean, like I said, he he campaigned hard for that role. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's just hard to see him. Like you said, it's it, it's weird. Like I didn't even realize that was him for the longest time because he's a little he is a little chubbier. He is a little. You know he doesn't. You know he 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 just he's not a tall person. You no. see him in the movie where he's a badass. He does have this big imposing figure. And here's the first time we we kind of peel back all that shininess. Like you know we got we got this little dude, little little paunch, like meh, 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 meh. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know he he remind he reminds me of like a chihuahua. Yes, 
you know, small, like, small, me, 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 small dog. Yeah. Small dog yeah, syndrome, small dog, big mouth and, you know, talking smack. And then the, when the great Dane turns around and says, what? Chihuahua was hauling butt. Mm-hmm. So that's uh so yeah, it's very weird to see him as a chicken. So um, you... hmm. oh, I, I know this is, catch... Oh, go ahead. Oh, did you catch the uh, train car that uh, the Earps left on? I've heard, I have not. I've heard about this, but I've, you'll have to it, you'll have to help me out here. I've heard fifty one fifty. Yeah. Okay. That is which code is that? That's not. That's not. A, is that a, the suicide? Uh, no. Uh, you you can be inv- voluntarily committed for seventy two hours. Oh, that's right. That's what they did. Yeah, that's right. That's what they did to uh, Steve O to get him clean. Yeah. Yep. So. That just tells you shit's going to get crazy at sport. Yeah. It's just like a funny little gag. Like, you didn't need it, but yeah, you got guys doing it. They must have predicted podcasts. Like, oh, definitely, definitely. It, 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 it is weird to see like the little Easter eggs they'll put in movies like that. Like, hey, we're literally telling you everything's going to go batshit crazy by the train number. Right. You know? Yep. It's a, uh... Yep, so I'm looking through my notes. Uh, oh, so there's the uh, bit about poker. Yes. Like, I just got us a, the Pharaoh game. Oh, that 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 is that is wrong, Wyatt. What you always said yes. gambling is a is a reasonable trade. No, I said poker. Yeah, uh, because Pharaoh, um, I've tried to learn the rules of it a bunch of times. It is a, it is a confusing game. It is a game that definitely favors the house, like uh, Doc says. Whereas yeah. poker, it is one of the, you know, my, I myself, if I do go gambling, I don't go near a machine. I, I'm probably playing blackjack, but I will also play poker because I'm not playing against technology or an algorithm. I'm playing against the person right there. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm a roulette guy just goes on um yeah you just read the numbers you hope the trend continues and then you walk out mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah with that uh but poker is essentially basketball when you look at it okay yeah you have my attention yeah it's just basically like oh hey <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch me. yeah you know i'm just yeah. saying it's... We can do this now we can do this now yeah, yeah. I, okay i see it yeah so basketball is one i've been wanting to do i love the movie i think it's so like i will i will have to i will have to find a version and fresh it up on it but i will gladly do that one with you right because it's just like you just described you, you described like the movie i was watching 15 16 years old yeah like if uh, i'm yeah, at a buddy's saw... house on a friday but yeah, I've met a buddy's house on a Friday night. We're getting pizza. We've done been the blockbuster. We got basketball again. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just a, that. I mean, it was like, because we did nothing but crappy um, yeah. parody movies by that point. Like, sure. let's put Leslie Nielsen into something else. And it, Dracula, oh, Dead, and Dracula Dead and Loving It isn't as bad as it. I was say. Um, Naked Gun 1, Naked Gun 2, Dracula, uh, Dead and Loving It, those are all fine, but we had to do Naked Gun 3. We did Spy yeah. Hard. We did oh. Mr. Magoo. We did all Wrongfully the Wrongfully Accused. Like, 
Yeah, it's like it's, it's we're doing all these spoofy movies, and quite frankly, movies that are taking what you know Wesley Nielsen did all the way back in Airplane and saying, "Tinkle, tinkle." Yeah, you know, we're playing all over it here. Yeah. So that's uh yeah. Uh, and I'll even, throw, I'll even throw this one into that batch even though I kind of love this movie it's one of my guilty pleasures um, Surf Ninjas okay I've never gotten around to Surf Ninjas oh buckle up if you want to see some weird choices to do with Leslie Nielsen in your movie Surf Ninjas is your movie mm. he's the villain okay alright sounds like it's plays, up there with he plays a dictator to an Asian country. I don't know. Raul Julia set a high bar for that one. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if we were to put the two side by side on, like, Raul Julia knew it was going to be bad, mm-hmm. but tried to make it good. Leslie just said, and where do I cash my check? Well, uh, so, in my peripheral, we just had the Ringo Kilmer, like ah yes, one such a good showdown. I mean, it's, we set we we set it up earlier in the movie. They yeah. wanted that fight then, and then we finally get the payoff. And John, and that's when you realize Johnny doesn't want this fight. Yes, because he's not even getting Wyatt. And he, the whole movie is talking about, I want Holiday, I'm going to replace Holiday, I'm better than Holiday. And then when the moment finally happens, you see it in his eyes for a second before he says, let's do this. You see, oh, this is the moment where he realized he effed up. Yes. Uh, I mean, just, and it's very, let's say closer to tune with a samurai showdown. We're yes. talking Kurosawa <laughs> stuff. You know, yeah, so, it, it, it's not your traditional Western, you know, it's not high noon, it's not Main Street, it's not 30 paces in draw. These guys are 10 feet away from each other, Max. If they're that, circling yeah. Each other, yeah, they're circling each other on a grove of trees. Like you said, very, yeah, very uh, Kurosawa, very samurai showdown type stuff. Like and, a headshot's the only thing you can expect. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that he. It hits the headshot, holsters the pistol, and then proceeds to talk smack before the guy hits the ground. Yes. Like, oh, I mean, that's just the worst place to get, like, I'd say the worst place to get shot because, like, I've, like, I, you know, I hear he's getting hit in the back of the head, not knowing it, or straight through. Right. You're gonna, you're gonna hit the ground before you know you're dead. Well, this is, this is like... I've heard stories of people in the Civil War who've gotten those through the well, head. Well, I mean, you and... know, it, it goes back to a weird scene that actually has a lot of science, uh, and I can't believe I'm bringing this one up, in Scream 4. Um, Anthony Anderson gets stabbed right in the middle of the forehead and then proceeds to get up, say a few lines, swing, and then fall down and deliver a funny line. That only happened because Wes Craven actually heard reports of that happening to a person. So Johnny Ringo catching a bullet to the head and still being semi-conscious enough to probably register the shit talking that um, yeah, Doc Holliday is just... doing to him. It, it makes sense. Yeah. You can see the whole time he he can't do anything. He's gurgling. He's trying. But that's everything shutting down. But like the will is still there. The brain's just not letting him. Right. Um. So that uh, you know, it's kind of a dickhead move, I, in a sense, to talk oh, shit. It's like, oh well, yeah. I mean, it, it, the it's, thing it's, the thing is though, 
at this point in the movie, Doc's character has bought in such enough equity with all the coolness and the James Dean of it all that yeah. he could be the prick in this moment because he's bought in the equity. Right. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, Michael Bean, this is like, how the hell does he not, like, you know, get, have, right. like, I, I've done a podcast dedicated to Michael Bean movies. I, I love him. I mean, you know, yes, he was in Navy SEALs. Have you ever watched? We love to make fun of Navy SEALs, but have you ever watched it? It wasn't that bad. No, no. Mainly Bill Paxton's in it. Yeah, Bill Paxton's in it. Once again, another through line of this whole uh, episode. Um, You know, Dennis Haysworth was in it. Charlie Sheen was on Coke. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it yeah, that's a, but like you know, you look at the Terminator movies, you look at even the scene that was cut off Terminator Two that two that he was in. Yeah, one of the better scenes that, that was there. Like yeah, how this guy doesn't do more? Just the based abyss. Off, yeah, the, the abyss, Rock. I mean, yeah, and even the Rock. People don't. By the time you get to the Rock, people don't realize that's him. Yeah, it's you're right. Of, it, you know, by the time you get to, by the time you get to the the mid late nineties, people are kind of like, oh, that, that, like I like that character, but they don't realize. Well, you he's been around for fifteen years doing big things and big movies, like you said. You know, you mentioned the Abyss and the Terminator movies alone, Aliens, but but yeah, Aliens, but yeah. So yeah, you know, obviously he's you know he's in the Cameron camp for sure. But by the time you get to The Rock, it's just like. Oh, he's just the guy that they had be the guy who's the good leader dude. Yeah. But uh thinking about supporting actors again though, it's like there's no like this in this West, there were no Italians. <laughs> like because well, I, I say that because I, I, where guess, is... I guess you have to be closer to Chicago or uh, well, New true. York. City I mean from... yeah, like, you... uh, have you seen um <laughs> Have you seen um, Last Man Standing, Bruce Willis? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that's like the only time I know of Italians in the West was the it's mob fu- war. It's funny, like, it's funny. Yeah, the only time you see Italians in a period piece like that is if we're in Chicago or New York, and it's the only time you see him is more than just there. And I say this loosely, more than just a stereotypical character is in uh, period pieces in the twenties. But even then, there's still the stereotypical mobster stuff like right. that. You know, untouchables comes to mind. Yes, um, but I say supporting actors like where was Joey Joey Pants? Yeah, Joe oh, Pantoliano. Could you imagine Joey Pants in a scene with Billy Bob? Like if he was Bill, if he was the guy that Billy Bob was yelling at to put out the cigar. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, like you know, let, like let's let let's let that character have a little bit more bite to him. Let I want to see the interaction between you know Billy Bob and, as the grumpy gambler uh, dealer guy, and you know just the degenerate smacking gambler of Joey Pants. Yeah, like yeah, no, it be, yeah. So you yeah, you get, can't make sure he's got a few lines. You couldn't have plugged him into that movie somehow. Yes. Oh no, that's another rewatchables category. Would this movie be better oh, sure. with Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi, Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and you you could you could uh, you know you you brought up Trejo. He could have been one of the cowboys. He could have been the yeah. the, the token Mexican that they had. You know, and just plug him in there. Yeah. So it's like. Um, 
yeah that's uh but thinking about dick moods like i don't know if i would leave <laughs> the biography i've written about somebody in their lap <laughs> as you know they're dying they can't read it they can't critique it i mean, thank god he was uh doc holiday was more fascinated with the fact he died with his boots off yeah and the fact that he could actually see, yeah the fact that he could see his toes he wasn't wearing his boots he was in bed the yeah, last he thought he was he gonna die yeah the last place he expected to die yeah yeah he, he he figured he was gonna die in some smoky saloon bottle of whiskey got caught doing something in a card game you know running his mouth something but not laying in bed just uh, okay i'm at the time to go well that's um leads me to probably my actual favorite line in the movie not seen okay sure uh yeah you've been hitting it pretty hard uh uh doc maybe you should take some time to <laughs> you know chill out nonsense wyatt I have not yet begun to defile myself. He'd been on a 36 hour bender. Yes. And, you know, just, 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 again, just the homie trying to get homie to go pass out on the couch. We'll do it again tomorrow, buddy. You need some sleep. Uh, nonsense. I have not yet begun to defile myself. And then, you know, he grabs him and probably, come on, like, do not paw at me, sir. <laughs> I will not paw that. Um, yeah, I guess my only other note. Well, I have one note. Like the Wild West, like mm-hmm. I think that could be a good like how they set it up could be a, a good with just the sheer corruption. So that's something oh, sure. I'm disappointed at in the uh, final rundown where we see um, Ike throw away mm-hmm. his sash. You see Behan sure. ahead of him. Yeah, like and we don't get to see Behan yeah, right. get gunned down. Yeah, that's the thing. Like in in both movies, they kind of leave Behan's um, fate kind of ambiguous. Yeah, but then they yeah, like I said, they show Ike throwing away the thing, and he got beheaded a couple years later at a robbery in Mexico. Right, like he got yeah. he he was he was trying to steal horses in Mexico, I believe, and they caught him and they chopped his damn head off. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but the Behan and the corruption, like. Yes. you know i'm the uh, county I'm, sheriff yeah i'm the county sheriff i'm the uh captain of the fire brigade uh vice president of the uh, bipartisan anti chinese league i'm on the housing commission i'm on the, you know yeah he he's in everything but he's a douche so everything is not good yes uh, no it's like this is was this russia circa 1993 well i mean there's there's a reason that when you look at like the rise of you know they, they consider the cowboys to be the first uh example of organized crime in america i've yes. compared them a couple times now to a biker gang there's a reason that all that stuff kind of popped up out it, it, it made its name in the east later yeah. but it all was born in the west because like you said the, the phrase wild west is the perfect phrase it was crazy because it was too many people going in the X amount of land very quickly. We didn't have time to establish, you know, an infrastructure of law. We didn't have a time to, you know, it's just people showing up. I want the money. I want land. I want this. I want that. And yeah, it was just crazy. So that's why it was like the birthplace of organized crime and, you know, mm-hmm. biker gangs and stuff like that. Well, I'm just saying when, yeah, when, I mean, the fall of the Soviet Union, 
It's like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you had, as far as the, everybody having their fingers in the pie, right? And stuff yeah. like that. Like, in the example of Behan, who had his, who had every one of his fingers in all the pies, right? Like, which you'd have to do, I'd say, after the fall of the Soviet Union, because nobody actually sure. had wealth. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's like, so I'm going to gobble up every little seat of power I can, consolidate that, and then I'm going to get some money. Yeah. So, uh, one last question. Was Wyatt stooping Josephine Dana Delaney before everything went to shit? Absolutely. Okay. They have that scene. They have that scene where they ride their horses at a full tilt down a hill because one's in heat and they, you know, they need to separate them. But like, no, I'll just ride down this hill like a crazy person, ride it out of them. And you know, I'm an oak, all right. Again, another one of those great lines. You know, I'm an oak, all right. Calls ass after. You can't tell me after they ran those horses to death, they didn't go a couple laps. Yeah, no, now that I think about it, it's like, eh, have I not to be an asshole, but yeah, I guess I have done that <laughs> to, a, to, to a significant other. So yeah, you, you do the you do the crazy thing, and, and then, then you, you go the go back thing. to him and like, let's do this, let's fix it. I don't want to do crazy like, hey, anymore. Yeah, yeah, let's let's move, and you know, just you know, live out of hotels. Like what? Yeah. So. Yeah. And now it's not a good thing to think about. Like, oh, what would Kurt Russell's characters do? And like, well, no, now, now I'm just going to end up finding an amnesiac at some point. <laughs> right. Well, like in in this in this move in Tombstone, they do make it a little bit more ambiguous. Like, were they stooping before he split up from his wife? Before the hell ride? Yeah. You know, does he settle down with her? In the Wyatt Earp movie, they make no bones about it. Before the OK Corral, he was stooping her. You know. Okay. Like yeah, like like what? Yeah, Wyatt was not the moral high code that we kind of think he was. He was just a guy that was again. He worked cattle towns as a buffalo hunter, and then as a, a, a bartender, and then one day he wound up sheriff, and he, he just became good at doing that, and mm-hmm. that's what he was. But uh, yeah. And as for the, uh, you know, the, where he fell into, again, it's kind of the right wing wet dream in a sense. I think well, yeah, go- definitely. Well, I mean, he, he, he was he was the son of a judge who went to school to become a lawyer and was clerking for a lawyer when his first wife passed away from smallpox. I mean, this is a guy that wanted to be an upstanding, righteous man. It's just that bad luck happened and he became an alcoholic horse thief who had to go on the run and eventually became the world's most well-known lawman hmm. yeah so oh, as i say it's just more of like the again the entire hell run <laughs> like yes. you know it's oh, the yeah, only reason like, to have it's the only like, reason he, to have he, a god just so yeah can sort them all out yeah, like you you can't tell me at the beginning of any NRA meeting or even um, Republican National Convention, they don't show the hell ride just to get all the gun nuts, like, you know, get their nipples hard. Nah. Gosh, so now thinking back to basketball, it's like <laughs> you got Donald Trump. Well, Ron DeSantis yeah. now because I Ron DeSantis and yeah. Michael Pence. Oh, I'm so excited. And Michael Pence, Mike Pence. You're excited. Feel these nipples. Feel these nipples. 
that's funny because i think bob costas hate like hates having to be reminded of basketball <laughs> yeah i think bob costas hates being uh, tied to that just as much as that brett um like l another sportscaster uh hates being tied to the water boy okay uh yeah brett, brett musburger, brett musburger. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah that was the name yeah but uh Al Michaels seemed to be having a real good time. Oh, Al, Al Michaels was, oh, he was laughing his boobs off. He was, he, he had a great time. He was hanging out. He was drinking. He was playing hobnobbing with the Hollywood folks, probably hitting on Jenny McCarthy. As he do. I mean, or, or at least, or, he might have been, even been brave and like hit on Yasmin Bleef. Depending on the alcohol. Right Yes, I would say that was that. Yeah, yeah, that was before the dark times. <laughs> well, no, I yeah, I mean, yeah, jazz in belief. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I think we got all the silliness done. Uh, I think we. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just so happy that after like a year of wanting this, that we find our baby is finally being presented yeah. to the world. Yes, yes, <laughs> and yeah, and who knows? I may have. I don't know. Some, you know, I, I hate the. We may be onto something. Yeah. 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 So I hate, I hate, hate stealing an idea. But again, if you're going to put it behind a paywall, there is an argument to be said. There hasn't been an original idea since the very first idea. Everything is another. Everything is just your interpretation of something that's already happened. Right. So yeah, yeah, and and the, and no, basically this was just a way to yeah, no, and this is basically a way to so just uh, to capitalize. You know, we wanted this. We finally found. Saying, yeah, it was a way to shoehorn in a movie that due due to constructs and rules of the podcast, yeah, we couldn't have ever have done. But it was a nice way to get there finally. So. Yep. So that's like I talk about Roadhouse and Tombstone in the same day. Oh, like no. I should go buy a lottery ticket. This is like this is like just <laughs> I'm just so happy right now. All right. Well, I mean, all I can ask you is to really push the promotion on this one because I think we do need the feedback. Oh, definitely, see, definitely. See who has the better cinema to start. It'd be at the uh, Sasquatch. Um, Sasquatch uh, Cinema House. Cinema House or the six raven movie house <laughs> um do you want the uh so i got the popcorn you got the grill yes uh no uh, but uh so as i say you got to really push this like I, I really should probably hit my parents up for the money that they are <laughs> spending to send me to the cubs in england <laughs> in a couple of weeks <laughs> No, to, hold to on. No, I, I still bounce. That is a sound financial decision. You oh. go to England. You watch the Cubs probably lose, and you come. They're playing back the Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals aren't. Have you seen? Year. Have you seen how they've been playing this year? I saw Kyle Hendricks had an excellent game a couple nights I, ago. I, he, yeah, he had he had that great game yesterday. Yeah, and I I had almost forgotten he was still on the team. Oh no, he he's going to be moved at the trade deadline. I know how the season. Oh yeah, going. I I I I know that when they have yeah when the trade deadlines come down in about a month or so, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. And, yeah, no, I uh, 
I still think we got a good a lot of good pieces. We just have to spend the money. To... Oh, yeah, it, 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 we, like the pieces are there. We just it, they just need more focus and direction, which is a very broad way of saying they just need something. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just saying you you really got to commit to the long. You know, I don't want to say Alfonso Soriano, but sure. you you got to bring so you got to offer somebody something. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing that they, they this is a critique i've had about the cubs since i was a child they try to play the long game yes every once in a while you gotta be the yankees you gotta bust out the checkbook and you gotta play the right now game oh no no they can I, oh, they, that's just it we have the money to play the right now game yeah and and they don't. That's what's so frustrating. They 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 always do try to like like we're going to develop, we're going to build, we're going to rebuild, and we're going to rebuild, rebuild. I'm like, just sign every free agent you can and win at some win a ring. It it ended up working out for them it. though. Until you have yeah. until the kids who were born after 2016, you don't have anybody to please. No. Well, that's the thing. I I, I was thirty six when it. I, I was thirty six when I'll, it happened. I'll, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Like, yes, we all want. We all had the phrase. It was it was tattooed on every Cubs fan's tongue. Just one before I die, and we yes. got that. But now we know you can do it. Now we're well, kind of ticked off that it took you 103 years to do it. And honestly, the fact that you couldn't do it with the pieces that you had after you did it the first time. I honestly, it's it's just more of the. I really wish, in, in a sense, just how other events occurred that year. Mm-hmm. I, I would have traded a pennant for a Hillary Clinton <laughs> four years. <laughs> now look, uh, yeah, that that happened. You know, the World Series won the win. Like that we didn't need it all. Like- That's all I'm saying. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But that happened three days before my wedding, so that was a great oh. week for me. Okay, that, that that personally was a great week for yours truly here. But at the same time, it's just like it, it was. Yeah, it's like I could have like that. Even though I got married three days later, if a meteorite would have struck the bar I was in five minutes after the World Series win, I would have had no complaints. Oh yeah, no. I'm like. Like this, like the the meteorite hits, the world is gone. I'm okay with it. Yep, because <laughs> the Cubs won, baby. Yep. So, all right. So, uh, as always, you can find uh, Andrew TD at uh, Couchman Bakes on Twitter and TikTok as well. Is everything Twitter, TikTok, and um, I also have uh, Couchman One on Instagram. All right. Uh, yep excellent tiktok videos if if you're feeling if you ever i i guess i'm gonna have to do a tiktok about the american cheese and and pie <laughs> let's let's put it this way um if you have any um you have to have that's all content. i'm saying yeah oh, absolutely if you have any wondering what my content's like i filmed an episode of my show before doing this oh all right <laughs> and that explains a lot yeah all right. As always, you can follow the podcast at Cat Plus Russ on Twitter at RussStevens.master at oh, Mastons. It's gonna catch on. 
it's going to get Stevens at mastodon.social. Um, main event zombie about anywhere else will find you can find me. Um, and as always, uh, like to think, and I guess, I guess I can say, well, Raven, uh, Raven was Stacia's stage name, but there you I go. Think of, yeah, I want to think of her a little more than a performer. There <laughs> you she's, go. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just glad she's always been looking after my ass the past 19 years, and I hope she's smothering the hell out of little Skimble. He was so cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> That's his curse. <laughs> um, the little one-eared angel. So, um, yeah, uh, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars. I will reciprocate. The username on Apple is the Scoop Staley. That's an old wrestling thing. Uh, as I say, five-star reviews. You can write whatever you want and be honest in the review. We're just trying to screw the algorithm. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be... So this episode will drop on the 20th. I got my Renfield episode to release this week. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I really want to. It, it is fun. Um, yeah, that's what I'll say. It's it's a lot of fun. Nicholas Cage is awesome. <laughs> I remember I actually saw it for sale in a Meyer um, DVD section yesterday. I'm like, it's already on a DVD? Yeah, no, I thought it was dropping on Tuesday when I dropped the dropped my episode. Oh, and then I wow. then I'm like working at one of my jobs and I see it brought up and it's like, yeah, I I saw that one and also that weird Adam Driver movie where he's sixty five. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah that one like they're both already released. Yeah, and Super Mario Brothers came out this week too. Oh. Well, I know what I'm doing soon. Because my <laughs> wife hasn't bought it yet. Uh, it's a 90 minute or so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, yeah. we'll have that to look for. <laughs> right. So thanks again, Andrew. And can't wait for the next conversation, be it basketball or some other one that we're going to try shoe some, hold. Some, some, other, some other cinematic oddity. Yes. <laughs> Can I hear a wahoo?